gatekeeping what is it good for disney in the dumps and war war never changes that and more on tonight's episode stay tuned Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for tuning in to Neon Knights FM. I am your host, Treasonous Roots. Joining me tonight is my co-host, Daddy Sins. Yo, what's up, everyone? Daddy Sins in the house is here tonight. And it's been a while since we've actually done a, what's say Neon Knights, Daily Nights, you know, midnight release uh, recording. Some things occurred, you know, life yeah. happens. And also, uh, you know, we just concluded finishing the Thanksgiving holiday. So, you know, right as we were about to get back into the motion of everything, that occurred. So we decided, you know, start fresh going into December, essentially. And then the Christmas holiday will deter us. <laughs> yeah. But, we, but we're, we're going through different ideas of trying to deliver different content from, you know, our previous Neon Nights. And then we, uh, we have... You should go back. We have a couple, a lot of good topics from our daily nights episodes. Mm-hmm. You know, we might continue that, but obviously we're gonna try to uh, deliver something new and fresh. That's how I like to see it because God knows the uh, the content creation sphere needs something new and fresh. I mean, I think it mostly, I think it mostly comes from the stagnation. At least, mostly comes from the titans of the Hollyweird industry, whether it be gaming, films. Uh, even literature, right? Comic books, you name it. But you see a lot of interesting things going on in the independent spaces. You've got groups like Comicsgate. You got the Iron Age, which tends to go with Comicsgate as well. But I think the Iron Age also goes outside the realm of comics and covers other forms of entertainment, such as video games, film. Um, trying to think, what else? Uh, music, music. So there's some really interesting things going on, but you actually have to look for them within the indie sphere. And I think. When the giants are laid to rest because people clearly aren't caring about these properties anymore. Marvel, you, you see Marvel's been underperforming for quite a while. Star Wars is dead in the fucking water, you know. And Disney, you know, look at what's going on with Disney. They're seeing one of the worst fi um, box office years since uh, 2016, if I'm not mistaken. None of their movies, animated-wise, <clears throat> have even crossed over uh, the $1 billion mark. When their latest movie was Wish. Oh, don't get me started with that fucking bullshit. I haven't even bullshit. seen... I don't even know what Wish is about. Like, I haven't... I think the last time I've actually seen a Disney animated movie, I guess if you count Pixar 2, the last scene... Um, last movie I saw was... Um, what the hell was on The Rock? Moana. Moana? Moana? Yes, I saw Moana. Thought that was actually pretty cool but like other than that like before that i've seen all the class you know besides the class and so i've seen stuff like frozen see stuff like i guess i get confused a lot not confused but like i combine when i see disney and pixar movies i kind of put them together mm -hmm. even though i know they're set they're they're when it's pixar is like a technically a sub-separate ip right then well, i mean they're they're <clears throat> if I'm not mistaken, they're owned by Disney. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, they're a subsidiary of uh, Disney Entertainment. So when a Pixar movie flops or a Disney movie flops, you know, it's still the same parent company that takes the beating. So going over like the movie Wish, what was even? We look at the premises now. Is it even so, Wish, or is it just is it just falling because of the whole idea of Disney? He couldn't stand his own legs. It's it's a from what I understand from when I first heard about the movie coming out, it's supposed to be about more the Moorish occupation of Spain and how this princess is trying to unite the Moors and the Spaniards together. If anyone understands and knows history, the Moors are a bunch of pieces of shit that raped and enslaved the people of the Iberian Peninsula, which is now known as modern-day Spain and Portugal, and eventually were beaten and kicked out of the country. Thank fucking God. This, and this movie lacks any sort of fucking historical knowledge whatsoever. Oh, of course. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's Once why I have told a... me what it was about... And, I, and as soon as as soon as you told me about historical context, in my mind, I'm like, of course. So, just just like how Marxists do, we're going to ignore history. Yeah. We're going to change history because we don't like the bad that it happened, right? No matter the good or the bad, the history is a history, but you can't change things in the past just because you didn't like what happened. Well, no. But also, most most people nowadays, most I would say not most people, people that are alive right now. We're not alive during those, quote, harsh times. Oh, no. This is right. going back. We're talking the, the occupation yeah. of the Iberian Peninsula by the Moors. We're talking this happened eons ago. Okay? Yeah. No, not, one, it's, it's no one's fault that's alive, by the way, for, for the whole entirety of people that are listening to this. No, it isn't. You can't blame a culture, a race, a skin color, an alien species from another planet. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's their fault. Fucking Klingons. I know, right? I mean, maybe, aren't they the people the same built the pyramids, right? The aliens? Right? I'm fucking done. Yeah, aliens. if you believe in that stuff, yeah. <laughs> aliens, exactly. Ancient aliens right there. But the issue with it is they're, they're trying to sterilize history. And when you sterilize history, you also wind up washing away the lessons that you can learn from it. The mistakes made by others so the future generations don't make them. You can't, you can't have... You can't try to sensitize history just because you didn't like the bad that it happened. There's a lot of people, there's a lot of things we didn't like about, about history in any state particular history we don't like that happened. But, you have to learn from mistakes that have passed, move on, and move forward from it. And don't, and don't try to repeat the same mistakes, right, unless you actually did it yourself, right? And people say, oh, but this is my ancestors. Alright, whatever, I get it, but guess what? They're not alive and you are. Alright, I'm not paying for the sins of my own people and no, neither should the person that's alive right now either. It doesn't fucking work like that. No reparations on that bullshit. Right? I don't wanna I don't wanna hear that. Alright? But what you can do, right, is you pres you have to preserve history so you can learn from it. So we so we don't repeat the mistakes that you could say your ancestors or a certain race did, right? You don't have to do it the same they did. You preserve the good culture, but then you also remind yourself of the bad that happened so you don't repeat that, right? Preserve the good culture about it, but you can't hide the bad either because tough um, life lessons are learned through sometimes uh, things that are harsh in life. Not everything is all sunshine and rainbows. Oh no, I mean, I still love that yeah. Buffy episode where Spike 
what was it? I think one of the characters, it was either Willow or her girlfriend, because she was a dyke at the time, um, was complaining about celebrating Thanksgiving and how, you know, the, the issues with the Native Americans and the co uh, colonies and so forth and colonialism. And Spike just said the most based fucking line out there and said, broad point, show me on the map one country who hasn't fucked over another or some ethnation that hasn't fucked over one other at some point or another. Yeah, thought so. Humans are going to be fucking terrible to each other, and we've been terrible to each other. Yeah, <clears throat> we've been ter we've been terrible, and we've tried to preserve our, either our own individual families, our own cultures, or our own race. This is kind of an always thing, but we are. But now in the modern age of technology, we are more evolved and more well diverse with knowledge, where we shouldn't be repeating the same bad mistakes. Or no one should be repeating the sins of the past from someone else. Well, with that being said, though, hopping into the movie that we were talking about, Wish, uh, according to Variety, I love this line, Wish misfired in its opening weekend, extending Disney's bleak box office fortunes. This article was uh, written by Rebecca Rubin of Variety. And it basically goes into the fact that uh, Wish opened in third place with $31.7 million over the five-day holiday. So they were counting... So five-day holiday, so they were counting Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday for that, I guess. Really? Yeah. And only $31.7 million, which is pretty pathetic if you actually look at the cast. Like, the cast in this film... Let me, let me pull it up quickly. Uh, I know Chris Pines is in it. Chris Pines from Jackass? No, no, I don't think so. Right? Am I thinking of the same guy, right? <laughs> no, I don't think so. It I think sounds think... familiar. Hold on, let me look. Chris up. Pine, he's from. He was in Star Wars, or Star Trek, the the remake, the 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 Abram Star Trek. He was in du the Dungeons and Dragons movie. Hmm. <clears throat> oh. Chris Pontius, sorry, is from Jackass. Okay. <laughs> remember, remember the guy in the fucking who's being the thong and stuff like that. And he had that show, The Wild Boys. I don't know if you've seen it. It was Chris Pontius. Oh, I'm he looking at like a fucking like a male G-string on and jacket. Oh yeah, time. yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, that's where I probably got confused. They first name started with Chris, last name both started with P. That was my confusion. Jeez, imagine, <clears throat> imagine doing Jackass and then yeah. God, the good old days. Anyway, um, yeah, so. This it has a star-studded cast to begin with. You have Chris Pines playing uh, King Magnifico, one of the main characters. You have Alan Tudyk playing Valentino, a goat. Um, let's see who else you have. You have Peter uh, Evan Peters from what's it called? American Horror Story fame. You know, just to list three people in this this cast that uh, of this film, and it's just none of them have the star power, or I guess they they're just not stars to draw in people to watch this this film at all. And I think is e even with their own individual names, right? Because because the IP of Di of Disney itself is very tainted right now. You could probably say that market was again. So as I was as we were talking off the air, right? I think I think the whole box office market was filled with a quote when I said that uh, people that are either a don't know in the nerd culture sphere we will call them the normies that don't know what's going on or either vaguely know what's going on 
but then also either ignore it because they don't care and it's just a cartoon movie to them. Or B, they're probably doing it because, you know, it's Disney and there's kids. It's like, oh, my kids will want to watch another Disney anime wish. Let's go, let's go see it, you know? It'll be like, you can call them the, the normie parents, right? Who are, nothing, there's nothing wrong with them. They, like I said, they're probably just oblivious. Or they're just, they're so busy with their own lives that to them it is just another cartoon movie for the kids. Right? Which I, I can't say it's not entirely a bad thing because then you need to realize that. Depending on the movie, what messages these movies are trying to uh, say, right? It, it's all it's all fun in context, but when <laughs> movies trying to be based upon historical context, it's kind of gonna get ri- uh, ripped apart if it's not accurate. So, from what I understand, the movie's about a girl who is trying. There's a, there's this king, King Magnifico, and he has the power to grant wishes essentially. Okay, but. He can't grant everyone's wishes. He can only grant a certain pe- amount of people's wishes and only certain people's wishes. She doesn't like that. So what she does is she wants to basically make sure that everyone in all of this kingdom can get their wishes granted, essentially. Which, normally, you kind of want the good guy who she's supposed to be to win, but you also understand that there's a more valuable lesson in learning that not everyone's going to get their way. If anything, that's a lesson. That's the lesson the movie should have should have portrayed. Instead, like you could have had this movie, but you can't you can't portray this movie because now it's sending the wrong message to the to the probably the kids. Uh, the probably the kids. I'm gonna say a lot of young girls will probably watch this movie. Right? The market is obviously catered towards probably. Nah, I can't say a lot of young boys or young girls. Well, I would say probably more young girls. Disney's a girl uh, brand. It's it's definitely yeah. a girl brand oh, yeah. with some with some outliers. It's like social media. It's more catered to women than it is to men. Created by men for women. Probably won't like that I said that, but it's the truth. I mean, it's the facts. So. <laughs> yeah. You get mad all you want. It's the truth. The facts are out there. Yeah. Just look at only <laughs> The facts are out there. It's like X-Files. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But, but this isn't the only film to, to pretty much have any sort of Ooh. barely get any financial success. You have The Little Mermaid, which came out. Not too long ago, that only managed to make $569 million worldwide. Now, when you factor in the production budget, and not just the production budget they said, the production budget that it actually is, plus the marketing budget associated with it, it it barely recouped its money at all. And then you have... So, behind the controversy of skin skin color swapping, right, Ariel... Right. Where I'm wondering, was most of their money from uh, Western culture, the U.S.? Uh, I can or find from that overseas up. because we know how China feels about <laughs> about skin color and black people. And if, and if you think that's messed up, you should look at the posters for the uh, Black Panther for Black Panther <laughs> and for uh, was it episode seven or eight with Finn. It was episode. Was in, it was it was episode was in seven. All three, but. It was episode seven. seven Yeah, when because if you that's a thing, the internet, look it up because it is a thing. Unfortunately, so China did that. So domestically, the film earned roughly about three hundred million dollars. In domestically, it's it earned less overseas, and it's not just China. We're talking about everywhere else it was released globally. So it only managed to make another two hundred some odd million at most overseas usually it's the other way around usually yeah. you see a stronger global grab especially for a brand like disney 
and that it's not the only movie either to have this issue. Films like uh, Ant Man, Quantum Man, Kami uh, Mania, or whatever the fuck it was called. <laughs> um, that one, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Dysentery, uh, Haunted yeah. Mansion, which don't talk about dysentery. We didn't get the Fallout yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got gotcha. you. You like died by dysentery. Yeah. Uh, and then the most recent flop, the Marvels. The Marvels is it, it, it. The Marvels just came so close, even for adjusting for inflation, if I'm not mistaken, just inched above Morbius. Think about that. Morbius is a Sony produced film. Yeah, we're right? talking about we're talking about a, a movie that has Academy Award winnings, Golden down. Globes, like. <laughs> This movie, this movie deserves a sequel. I don't know why Sean is in it. <laughs> I, I, it's, it's, it, everyone make sure to <laughs> at Dr. Vanish on Twitter and send him your favorite Morbius scenes followed by hashtag it's Morbin time. Listen, at, as we all know how bad Morbius was, the meme on it is so still strong that I would rather rewatch Morbius than probably the, the Marvels. Or or Ant Man three, or any of the, a lot of the current in the in the later in the later later half of I don't know for any, I don't know if they're still Phase four and a half now or or in Phase five. I have no idea right now. It's it's it should be dead and buried. The, they're no, they're going to try to they're going to be bringing the fact uh, we we saw this the Fantastic Four. They're going to try to bring in the Fantastic Four. There are rumors circulating around right now that two of them, Pedro Pascal may be playing Reed Richards, which I think is, I have nothing against Pedro Pascal. I think his politics suck, but I don't think he's Reed Richards. I just it's don't not, see it. It's, not, it's nothing against yeah. you. Like it's Good actor. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, you could, good actor. Good actor, right? <clears throat> Mandalorian. Great. Love season one, too. Season Game one. of Thrones. He played Oberon Martell. Yeah, great. Fantastic. Um, great. He was the thing that people loved about The Last of Us. Yeah, honestly, so. despite and oh, if, if you want to hear my fucking rant on the Last of Us, <laughs> go to our Daily Nights episodes, and you'll see it's not hard to find. It's we titled the Last of Us. Yeah, it's, it's like Last difficult. of Us Part Two, Part One, Part Five. Yeah, <laughs> I think it was like a seven part series or something. From from a, I actually still probably I still enjoyed that show, like fairly, but it wasn't enough for me to like almost wanting to buy like the dvd because i thought mm -hmm. about buying dvd box set but i'm just like like the show was good we just we just had episode three crap and then we had the we had the lack of the clickers like if you guys want to know all and on about it right um listen to the episode they changed, listen to the episode yeah, yeah. hbo was already claimed <clears throat> that they're doing they're doing um last of us 2 on hbo am i gonna watch it i probably will because i do want i do at least hope there's more clickers and honestly i wonder how they're going to kill off um joel aka or pedro pascal because that rumor was, that was pretty brutal and that turned off people from even playing the second game rumor is he may not die in the show oh boy there's because they so wait they, the sh are you saying the show might be better neil neil <laughs> neil cuckman i think it was neil cuckman or one of the individuals uh associated with the show teased that the show isn't going to the second season isn't going to be a verbatim of the second game and that they will be making story changes to enhance the story so from so from you mike a you know very well renowned author i'm not I, I am eyes, not a I'm renowned not. author <laughs> listen i'm just a nerd future you are 
to me you are. Okay? <clears throat> oh, well, I appreciate it. Thank you for Speak your kind words, sir. To me, sir. you know, to me and other people, you are. All right. I mean, that's why I'm. That's all I'm gonna label it. All right. <laughs> I'm gonna give you that label. <laughs> oh. You're putting too much oh. pressure on me, sir. I don't know if I can handle. It. I don't know if I can handle. It. No, go on. What were you gonna say, sir? <laughs> I was gonna say so. <clears throat> since that is Neil. That is Neil Cockman's own IP, right? That's his own, right? If he uh, made the choice, right? I think. I think it is the last one. I think it's owned by. Office. I think it's owned by Sony, technically speaking, but it's it's Neil Cockman's baby. Yeah, he created it, and they yeah. probably have some like um, ties to it because they, Sony has his money. We got right. it, right? Yeah. Okay. So say Neil and Sony, right? His IP, he can change the story. This is not like this is another different writer or author right. who's going to change it now. Now, because that's like, say, you did something in Eternal Champions, mm-hmm. right? And you wrote a book, but then now you made another book, right? And you decided to change something, but you made the own change, right? I'm kind of just trying to portray this, if this makes sense. No, I got it. I right. think I know what you're, um, you're going to say. So if How it, does, because it's his, right? And Eternal yeah. Champions is, is yours, or Lost Chapters, right? It is hard because like this is different. This like I can't blame another director or producer or author, right? When this is just this is the guy who wrote it. He's making the changes. Right. So so if if Neil if that if, makes sense. <clears throat> no, I got you. I, I I think I know what you're trying to go with. So if Neil is making the change, right, then if that change is met with great success, he has no one to he take the success, bask in it. But if it's met with resounding hate then he too must accept that hate as well. If, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. He has to have personal responsibility for whatever changes occur. So say, for instance, if I, like you said, did a Lost Chapters and then I made, I, I did like a retcon or something and then the retcon was met with complete disgust by the hardcore fandom, I, I have to own up to it, you know, if it, if it has merit to it. And same thing with Neil when that comes to The Last of Us. So <clears throat> it's the same thing with... um. Robert Kirkman in the Invincible series, if I'm not mistaken. So he made a I few hear changes. That series is actually, that's another one of the series on my list. I heard that series is pretty popular. Season one was really. I enjoyed season one, even though they did make a few changes that I wasn't particularly fond of. Is um, this like an own anime thing, or is this like a comic behind it? Oh, it's based off a comic. Okay, so the yeah. comics are sort of some material. Okay. Yeah. And then, and these are all the choices that are made by Robert Kirkman as well. Like, he changed, he race swapped one of the characters, and he changed the character, the personality of the character as well did he write that story who who is the actual author who wrote the comic oh yeah robert kirkman robert kirkman he was the one who yeah so he so so this is his own yeah so he's involved yeah he's involved with amazon prime to produce to to make the invincible series amazon told him (laughs) well no but he he didn't offer any sort of like any like pushback because he's robert kirkman he's the guy who created the walking dead i think he has some some sway he's got some big dick energy just saying Yo, Walking Dead, like one of the best shows ever. Up to like <laughs> season seven. I stopped I don't think finished the last two. What like, what is season seven? Like, Which one was that? Because I stopped after with, I think I think uh, that was the, a Negan. That's, that was that's, Negan? Oh, okay. Yeah, that was a that was, it was more like Negan just were brought so much fresh comedy. We got and, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, so Yeah, it just it brought so much and after they There's so many spin offs of like now the Walking Dead, right? With Maggie and ne- and Ma- Maggie and Egan and Daryl Dixon with his own show, and it's like if I 
I'm into, I still want to get back into it, but again, mm-hmm. it's like, it's on my list. So is <laughs> is the Walking Dead show back. officially over? Or, because I know the I spinoffs the are show, going. The spinoffs are still going. There is now the Rick and the Michonne. I think that's another separate show. So I think once, whenever those shows conclude, right. I think we're going to get like either... Depending on how much money they make, they're either gonna get, they're gonna get like, probably make a big movie or gonna big one big season, kind of like where everyone comes back together, right? Okay. But again, it's kind of one of those shows again where it's like, as much as I did enjoy and I still like The Walking Dead IP very much, mm-hmm. right? It is one of the things that you really like milked hard, like you jerked it so much and left <laughs> it Fucking done. You know, <laughs> it's and and I, maybe maybe the, maybe the shows are good. I haven't seen them, but I can't I'm, I can't say anything about them. I haven't seen the side. I seen the um uh what is not the Talking Dead um the previous one that came out one of the first spinoffs. Fear uh, the Walking I, Dead. Fear the Walking Dead. Yes, I yeah. saw the Fear of the Walking Dead uh season one and two. I actually enjoyed them. Um, but I just I haven't like delved much at, in, into after that it's it's a game it's one of those ips i have to get back into even though this i think they're they're just doing too much at, at this point but i mean if it's good and people are accepting it then i guess it's different right like if it's like if you're doing a lot and it's actually good and people are liking it right then that's different than if you're just kind of milking it but and i guess i can't say much like i said i haven't delved into the extra stuff past like season eight and a half after um essentially rick left the show right so-called died but he really didn't die we got airlifted by that helicopter or something right yeah he got airlifted by the helicopter even though they did change things from like the comics but again i guess that's robert kirkman right again that's like him and neil like that's your own that's your own thing you you change it so it's like do i like now i i don't know how much involvement kirkman had with the show so I can't uh, he comment. He obviously had involvement, but like you said, we we don't know if it was like a big involvement or if it was just like his name was at the credits. Right? I I I, <laughs> I think Walking Dead. It's more of his name was on the credits. If anything, I think Invincible is more of his baby with Amazon in conjunction with Amazon. So that's why like any changes that are met with some sort of criticism, he's got to own up to them. Like he race swapped one character. I don't want to spoil it for you because you should go and watch it. It's it's not bad. And then he also changed not just the race swap, but also the character's personality to the point where the character is kind of insufferable. And of course, they do the whole thing season two where they emasculate the main character of Invincible to a degree, right? And make it seem like uh, you mean you mean like what they did in Doctor Who. <laughs> Don't get me start. R.I.P. Doctor we'll Who. That, that franchise. Yeah, we'll... <laughs> that franchise is dead. I'm sorry. It's like Star Magic Wars. The Gathering couldn't <clears throat> save it. So. It's it had a chance with MTG though. It had a chance. It, yeah. Star Wars and Doctor Who are two dead franchises. Those are two franchises that should be left well enough alone, enjoy the legacy property, and do not remember anything past Peter Capaldi's Doctor. That's it. Sorry to say that. I hate saying it, but it's just the truth. Yep. But going back to the whole financial situation with Disney, they don't have an excuse. So for the while, people were, or at least the, the simps, or the Disney stands, or the Marvel stand, Marvel Cinematic Universe stands, I should say, we're making the claim of, oh, COVID this, COVID that. COVID is the reason why these films aren't doing well. But, well, look at it now. We're in the year 2023 of our year, Lord and Savior. The scamdemic is over. 
Um, and if people are still believing in the scam demic, well, <laughs> fucking, it. I got a bridge Co- to sell you. Covid was even over like in like half of twenty twenty one. Yeah, people, yeah, people... are still going to theaters. Like that, that didn't stop. Um, because uh, a lot, of, a lot of people blame COVID for like a lot of box office failures during like twenty 2020 twenty to twenty two. Twenty twenty, I can understand because there is an excuse for it. But twenty twenty one, as soon as Spider Man No Way Home, as whether you like it or not, made literally one point nine, almost two billion dollars. Yeah. They with a two hundred million dollar budget plus marketing plus whatever reshoots, it's still over a billion in profit. You cannot blame it. Oh, yeah. you know, movie even made more than that, and that prove that that mar that disney that superhero movies don't just run box office movies anymore right um oh my god why am i fuck hold on brain fart top gun oh maverick yep top gun maverick made more than spider-man it made billions of dollars for a sequel for a movie that came out over 20 years ago Right, it was a good old-fashioned American movie. It wasn't even about yeah. like it wasn't about like fighter jets. You didn't have to be, you don't have to be a fighter jet stand, right? You could have just the story of it was very good. For Top the Gun, to, to go what you're saying, Top Gun Maverick made one point. I'm going to round up five billion dollars with a 170 to 70. More, but it, no, 1.5. It's still a good number. Don't oh, get me yeah. wrong. Still fantastic, and I it mean, had a smaller budget. But here's the thing: it had a smaller budget than No Way Home. Mm-hmm. By at least thirty so million. So in reality, technically, <laughs> technically, <laughs> it technically, it probably made more. It could. It it made more or on par. I would say at least but on I par. After it, everything's I don't been think said and Tom done. Tom Cruise took a lot on on his. Um, it's not like he probably asked for a lot of you know the money. I have no idea what I mean. Yeah, I I, like, I don't really follow him. So no, I'm just yeah. I I don't know much, but I'm just assuming just by the, the actor at this point. I, but yeah, yeah, so I want to say technically, you were talking about a movie that was, like I said, a sequel to a movie that came out over 30, 20 years ago. 30 years. 30 right. years. Right? Yeah. There's no excuse. There's no excuse. There is you no need, excuse. You don't need Marvel's Golden Child, Spider-Man. You don't need Bat- DC's Golden Child, Batman. And you don't need John Cena to sell raw tickets, right? I mean, you can't even see him. <laughs> yeah, you can't. He's a fast and furious. Oh, man. One. That was that's a fun franchise. I can't wait till we do. We're doing Fast Six next, right? Yes, Fast Six is going to be our next episode. Look out mm-hmm. for that one coming soon to a not a theater near you. <laughs> imagine, imagine theaters are so bad they start paying for podcasts. <laughs> that's something that probably like Mr. Beast would have the like the power and the financial thing to do that. Oh man, <laughs> I can't believe the hate that guy did got like for for making wells. He didn't he make like over thirty wells or something. Yeah. And he made a tweet on Twitter saying, I bet I'm going to get a lot of hate from this. And he's not wrong because he's he's showing how fucking useless the government is. Mm-hmm. In all those years, the government was taking, receiving the amount count, of money millions the US gave. in foreign aid. And Mr. Beast just went and did it he himself with less money. He's only been doing YouTube for about eight, nine years now, by the way. A guy who's still in his mid-lower 20s. I think he's like 23, 24 right now, right? Okay. From, from a Minecraft YouTuber and just doing random videos to be probably one of the biggest content creators ever, right? It's 25. To yeah. to do wells in Africa. <laughs> you know how much... And then people saying, oh, that's, there's some people calling him hate. You know how much money that probably costed him? And I bet you he... Because he explains, he probably lost money doing that. 
but he the, he didn't care about like the money. But that's why he has separate channels. He built over a like, hundred wells in Africa, and people are calling him. People called him racist. They're saying he's only doing it for the publicity. Motherfucker, he built a hundred wells where the fucking government of that country couldn't be bothered to do so after receiving millions in foreign aid. Blow me, please. Here's the thing, too. Where do people think that money comes from, right? People want people want to call him for for that because of quote for content creation. We're in the technology age where everyone's even trying to do content creation. We are trying to do content creation, right? You can't criticize someone for doing that. How do you think he gets the money from this? From you, the viewer who watched that video, or whoever buys his Mr. B's bars, or if you were at the time when he was doing his Mr. B's burgers, right? And all his other videos from his different types of YouTube channels, whether if it's the YouTube, the YouTube shorts, his gaming channel, that's his own money. So of course he makes a video about it because he wants he wants people to see the good things that he's doing, besides just making crazy Squid Game videos and you know, and funny things like he's just ten grand video and stuff like that. Like he's just not doing that. He makes these crazy elaborate videos that cost him millions of dollars to do. He actually he actually there's a video he actually lost money making the Squid Games video. I, I'm, but he if, still did it. I'm, he has one, he has the money to do it and two it was a probably a passion project. He just wanted yeah. to do something. You know, not everything's gonna be a, a massive financial success. But at the same time, you know you want more financial successes than you do blunders, you know. Yeah. Yeah, especially for now, we're in the age of everyone's trying to do content creations of whatever they're trying to do. You can't, you can't call ever, you can't call people out trying to do content creation and then not call out somebody else when there's people either trying to like, you know, write their own comics, do their own different YouTube videos, or sell pictures of their buttholes online. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, but <laughs> this is crazy because this is all content creation. There are some good, there are some bad. As in bad, I mean things that we just don't morally accept. Right, right. But then there's some people who do. I'm not, I'm not here to police you, right? You do what's wrong with your life and your money, right? As long as just, you're not hurting people. Just be just ready. So you know your morals are down the toilet. <laughs> and oh. you also have to accept the consequences that come from those actions. You know, like, mm -hmm. you know, if if you're like, an, we talked about this in the past. If you're an OnlyFans model, right, and you know your son gets belittled because you happen to have shown a video of you getting railed by some guy or playing with yourself or whatever, flicking your bean or whatever, <clears throat> right? You have no one but to blame but yourself for putting that stuff out on the fucking internet. Yep. Yes, because there, there are ways for people to get that video. Yeah. For free, they don't. And there's just some people who will pay you four, three, five, ten, ninety nine. Hey, look, if that's what you enjoy as consecration, that that's all you. Right? You, you, you don't you don't need us and you don't need other people who think like us. Like, like you and I, for example, like other yeah. people, to, to we don't have to accept that because there are plenty of people who accept you. Yeah. Right. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go out of my way to belittle you. If you call me out, then I will. But I'm not <laughs> gonna go. But I'll just be prepared. But <laughs> you, you are not prepared. <laughs> you'll be doing more damage to yourself. Trust me. But like I, I, I don't care that they, they do because this is just we're in this time. We're in the age, and it's honestly, it's gonna continue to grow. It's gonna grow in good in in good ways for the people that see it that way, and it's gonna grow in bad ways for people who don't. Right. Right. There's all types of content creation, so you can't call Mr. Beast out for making wells in Africa and saying that's racist. I mean, you Not can, much but money you're... he had to spend. In, in reality, think about it. For him to do that, 
it would say, I think it's been on YouTube for almost 10 years now. You could say even to 10 years to a comment should do something like that. You should be appraising him. Does he have to make a video on it? Yes. You know why? I bet you it costs money. Right? Just girls like to show their pussy on the internet. You want money. Right? It costs him money to do that. Don't don't call content creation <clears throat> out saying it's just for the money. Because we need money. People need money to pay their pills. Some people want money easier with content creation showing their pussies. Some people would rather work harder. <laughs> uh, yeah. Try to create something. Right? You know, low and barrier of in- low barrier of entry to, to do that type of shit. Unless you're doing something <clears throat> crazy, right? Not many not many girls can be the next Belle Delphine. Uh, Belle Delphine was like she was one of the few one of a kind, whether you liked her or not, right? She broke the internet, made so much money. She could leave and be gone from the video. You know why she makes so much money? She she could leave and do it again. She's one of the very few that are quote I'm gonna say this quote successful in their ways right <laughs> that 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 that's as much as i'm gonna give it well know? yeah we we looked it up when we did our only fans video what was it last year if i'm not mistaken mm-hmm. where we talked we broke down the numbers and you know the numbers are scary you know there are those breakout successes and those people who make a decent amount but they are far and few in between compared to those that only make like what on average if they're lucky a couple hundred maybe a thousand a month at this point now I don't even think it's just for the money right now. Like they're so obsessed with the clicks and the views. It's Sometimes, a drug. Like it's, they, they could be like a waitress at a at a restaurant. They probably make good money off the tips, and then they just do OnlyFans after that. So in reality, they could say, "Yeah, I make like ten grand a month." Yeah, you probably do, and you wonder why you can't find a nice boyfriend, because the average guy does not make that unless he's in his upper mid thirties, or the guy a just nice doesn't successful job. Or the guy or doesn't business. want to date someone who's an OnlyFans model. Yeah. Just like most men. Yeah. Yeah. So you can't... Like, if you're going to do that, that's your choice. Right? I don't... Like that. Do you do you. Right? But like like you always say, you have to accept the consequences. So exactly. Yeah. And you can... And to go back to also to do that, you can criticize Mr. Beast if you want. But you're going to look like a jackass if you do. Yeah. You know? Because... This guy's doing something that the government should have been doing. He's been highlighting how fucking incom- inadvertently, whether that was his intention or not, he highlighted how incompetent government is in general. And that's why, of course, all the clout chasers, they're fucking government cocksuckers who like to fucking suck off the teeth of, you know, the mother or father government, whatever fucking land they hail from. Yeah. But going back to the movies. Uh... Well, I wanted to know. I looked oh, up. Yes. So I'll send you this article. Uh-huh. I'll use this website. Way. So the last, speaking of still movies with, you know, Disney and everything, as, mm-hmm. our, as we like to rant, if you're paying attention to our to our content creations, Neon Knights at maybe an OnlyFans one day with real content, not nudes. <laughs> not maybe, maybe, Darnum After Dark, maybe, Darnum After Dark. Yeah, that's different. Yeah, that will come later. We're still working on that. <laughs> um, so the last movie, last Disney movie, I don't know if it's a Pixar movie too, they actually made just a billion according to this website the numbers.com box office records mm-hmm. was zootopia i actually like zootopia i i haven't seen it but i watched a papa meat episode recently that i i don't want to, it was like a zootopia fanfic that i do not want to go over zootopia yes it is a disney film it just made over a billion in the box office, but if you account for its budget and its production, it really made a little bit under a billion, technically. Yeah, it, 
it like it it it, bar- it barely did. Yeah, but it still made a good amount of money. Yeah. We're talking like that was that, and that was I guess according to this website that was like the number yeah. twenty-five. If we want to go to a just if we want to break it down to a Disney animated film, would you count The Lion King, or no? Yeah, that's d- more of a CGI. Wait, are you talking about the original or the? No, no, the twined up the. the the, the remake. I wouldn't because they dubbed it live act. They claim it's the so live action live Lion action. King. So no. Yeah. Okay. So then, technically, oh, like I said before, Frozen two with one point four, and Frozen one with one point two uh, billion. In the I guess according to this website, to the top ten. Yeah, like I said, like the last crazy thing that that a lot of especially young girls were infatuated with was Frozen. Everything mm-hmm. between the movies and merchandise. <clears throat> I even saw fucking Frozen on what do you call it? Broadway. Broadway and stuff like that. That's actually pretty cool. Okay. Right. People who like that as in cool, like, you know, just seeing actual actors and actresses like 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 actually do a Broadway show, that was actually cool. Yeah, if you haven't, I recommend seeing Aladdin. Aladdin's yeah. really good. Janine and I went there I think twenty nineteen, February. It was kind of like a Valentine's Day present for her. So we went and saw Aladdin. It was fantastic. He, the, the gentleman who played the genie, far way better than Will Smith. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. I was going to say, at least the genie didn't let someone sleep with his wife. But... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. You're not wrong at all. You know, especially it's not a SoundCloud rapper. But going back to the oh, box yeah. office for 2023... There's no excuse for Disney not to be performing or clearly shows that there's a lack of quality to what they're producing because look at films like the Super Mario Bros, over a billion dollars, Oppenheimer, almost a billion dollars, Barbie, over a billion dollars, and is apparently, from what I'm hearing, a contender of movie of the year. Which one, Oppenheimer or uh, Barbie? Barbie, but I wouldn't be surprised if Oppenheimer's thrown in there too. Oh, yeah, I, I think just because, honestly, we I think Barbie's just going to win just because it's Barbie. Yeah, it's well, it's a girl brand. And masculine men, so, emasculating men, so, you know. But I guess the original lore yeah, of Barbie was that pretty dark, too. So I it, it, emasculates, it, it emasculates men, but it's also, it's to a point that's satirical, where, like, if you're watching it and you're not, like, a chick, you're like, oh, I get it. They're saying without dudes, girls suck, too. <laughs> If you're watching, you know nothing about it. I know nothing about Barbie. It's probably just either a good children's movie or an adult teenager. It's like, it's not a kids movie. It's not a kids movie. It's it's not. Uh, from what I understand, but I bet it is. Like, parents took their kids to see it, thinking that it was going to be. If they did, <laughs> if they did, it they they full disclosure. Do not take your kids to see the Barbie movie. I have enough coworkers who have seen the Barbie movie. All chicks, obviously. And they even admit themselves it is not a it is it's very much a film for Gen Xers who played with Barbies. So if you grew up in the eighties playing with Barbies, go see the movie. You'll dig it, but it's not for kids. But you know what is for kids though? Super Mario Bros., which also made over a billion dollars. Which no one was expecting to be a success. Granted, I didn't like Chris Pratt's voice acting. I thought it sucked, but the film was fun and entertaining. You tell me, you tell me, it would have been better if he sounded like Tony Soprano. Like original, like Where's the Gabagool? <laughs> Yo, I bet you that would have been a meme, but I bet you that probably would have been fucking awesome. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, I think I, I don't know if I posted it, but I told I asked you guys if you saw the Garfield trailer. 
because oh my god he's in that it's worst <laughs> like i can't I, like, I did not i didn't even know when you said garfield didn't they already do a garfield movie? they did a garfield movie with bill murray right and they made that a joke in Zombieland, and now they're doing a garfield movie with chris pratt and like, it's you could think of something else to do like i don't know if that was a movie we asked that we i feel like that's a movie like that no one asked for it's holly weird they don't have any fresh ideas and they're they're riding off of the fact chris that pratt, samuel jackson nicholas Hout, bill murray john john cena Vin Rames, I mean... Vin Rames is great. Jennifer Love Hewitt, Scream. All right, we got a, we actually got a pretty good cast. Okay. It's a good cast, right? Don't get me wrong. And I have nothing against Chris Pratt, right? Even though I know Hollywood does because he's a Christian. Now, I'm very good in himself for, for still doing Hollywood movies and still sticking to his religion. So exactly. But his voice acting, he's got he's to take some lessons. He just has to take some voice acting lessons. Because just reading the line is not enough. But they're like, hey, we heard you do Mar. We heard you. We heard you did Mario. That was good enough. <laughs> we heard you did Mario. We knew you're Star Lord. So that's and you know that's the last. That was like the last good Marvel movie from what I heard was Guardians of the Galaxy three. Mm hmm. I feel like on its own, like even though it's part of like the universe, Guardians of the Galaxy, it feels like almost a standalone movie from the MCU. It it kind of is almost it not it isn't a standalone, but I understand why it feels like it because of the fact that it's it's not so interconnected into everything going on. Yeah, like it, it didn't ha it didn't have to be, and it's still connected yeah. well with um with the universe with the universe. Yeah, yeah. with everything that between what happened in the Infinity War and Endgame. Mm -hmm. Like it did it did good on its own, and it did good and it did well connected. So and that's how movies should be. Honestly, you should be able to stand on your own two legs, and if you're in a and if you're in another universe, or you're at least you're in another movie, you should be able to perform even better then. If you can stand well on your own two feet. I I haven't seen the trailer. I know you talked about it. I probably will. Um, is this something that I would go see? I'm not, like, like infatuated. Like, I saw the original Garfield movie from, like, 2004, but... Again, this is this is this is just like um the live action Lilo and Stitch, right? As much they actually got that, I guess accurate, I guess according to the actors and actress. But it's again, it's not something that I. They fucked up because they didn't hire my boy Ving Rhames, though. Yeah, I, it was just not a movie that I would think we were looking for. Like no one really <clears throat> acts for this. Again, this is kind of just all nostalgia baiting. You want a hundred percent? A hundred. It's it's member berries. That's pretty much if all it is. If you're gonna do nostalgia baiting, at least pick a good. I can't say a good IP because I don't. I'm not saying Garfield is not a good IP. It's very, it's very memorable, it's very funny, very comedy. So I, not, I'm not gonna say. That. Let me re, let me re, re, say how I'm gonna say. If you're gonna pick an, if you're gonna nostalgia bait, at least pick something more interesting. But I guess that's also just my opinion because I can't say that Garfield is not a good IP. It's a very funny IP actually. It's a very enjoyable comedy movie, like a comedy there series. They're probably looking for something to be whoever's producing this is looking to create a film that's going to be low cost with a large enough yield so that they can then push themselves into the black before the year's done or going into next year. Because going into next year, the studios are having an issue. They just got done ending this strike. So there's going to be a, a bit of a gap in any sort of, we should say, domestic film production, whether it be TV or what's it called? Film going into theaters hey, that might be a good time for people to look up some indie stuff <laughs> oh 100 i mean dude look in uh godzilla minus one that's a japanese release 
I didn't it's know coming, that. I, I gotta yep, look that up. Coming out December 1st. Is I know we talked about Monarch, because, like, uh, I don't know if it's worth describing to, like, Apple. Is it, like, worth this to wait and watch it? I don't know. I, I haven't like seen Godzilla. it. I like Godzilla. Like, I want them to actually continue the movie. They, because, like, I enjoyed the last one, Godzilla and King Kong. So, so from what I hear, from what I understand, they're going to be continuing that, that the MonsterVerse, I think is what it's referred to as. They're going to be continuing that along with Godzilla and Kong, but they're also going to be doing the Japanese stuff as well. So you're going to have your pick of Godzilla kaiju stuff. It's all the live long day. So if you don't like the the MonsterVerse stuff, you can watch the the Toho stuff. I think it's Toho, yeah. But when it comes to Monarch, I don't know if it's a good show or not. I haven't seen it. All I've heard is that it's a bit slow. Yeah, but it has an interesting cast. Kurt Russell, he's a cool... He's he's pretty based. Um, now I was just looking up... Oh, God, I totally forgot they're doing that Joker movie. Oh, yeah. I, I think that's going to be more of a comment than anything. Am I going to see it? Yeah, because I did like the Joker... Like, I actually, I watch this. There's just not many movies I watch several times, and especially from Marvel and DC, besides, like, the original movies. Like, I can watch Iron Man 1, Iron Man 2, Thor 1, Captain America Avengers. I could rewatch them all day. I love oh, those back when, <clears throat> back when the MCU was yeah. the MCU, yeah. not the MCU. Like, these, like, these are, like, the gold standards of the MCU. Yeah. The movies are great. I could rewatch those all day. There's very few movies I've actually rewatched, especially in the in the MCU phase. The MC, she. Let me say it again. She S H E phase. <laughs> trigger some people. Did I watch? And there's a movie I actually watched more than Spider Man: um, No Way Home. Okay. I watched Shang Chi probably like five or six times. Like that's how much I like. I actually really like that. Movie. <laughs> that was a film that unfortunately, I mean, I, it for did any, terrible, yeah, yeah, it did terrible in the box office. So did Black Widow. <laughs> I think it's just the movie, the the pace of the movie kept up well. Okay. And again, I'm just a pro- portraying this from a movie. I know nothing about the Shang Chi from the comics. So if you're gonna come at me, I don't care <laughs> if you do. I'm just talking about from the movie. Because I enjoyed it, because it was a, to me it was a good action movie. It was able to keep up the pace very well. There wasn't a lot of times where it slowed down. The action like kept going. It was something different from an MCU movie. I liked it at least. I know it didn't do very well. Yeah, and it's crazy because Spider Man is one of my favorite superheroes, but I've seen Shang Chi more. But I think I just like the games more. Oh, it was different for you. Yeah, it was yeah. very different. I I liked it, like, and I can still see it again. Right, and I have and I have no problem with it. But like other than that, this is all so crap. <laughs> like literally, I... like like besides that, and like Spider Man, like the rest of the phase was crap. But we talked I... about that already. I tuned out after Endgame. Endgame was I was disappointed by Endgame uh, entirely. You do an Infinity War arc without Adam Warlock? Yeah, no, fuck off. Anyway. Yeah. That's that's my answer and, to Marvel. And you killed Tony Stark off, and now you're Big... trying to bring him back. Biggest mistake. Big, just I know this is not what all the fucking RDJ stands or the Marvel normie, Marvel cinematic normies are going to want to hear. Just recast the actors. That's it. Plain and simple. They're going to get old and they're going to die. Recast them. 
It's not a foreign concept in Hollywood. It's look, Iron Man returns to the MCU. No, he's returning in the Marvel's animated What If show. (laughs) Well, that's how they get you. Yeah, it's like oh, Iron Man returns. No, she's already said Iron Man returns. Not Robert Downey Jr. returns as Iron Man. That's how they fucking got. Well, because they don't even know if they have him. That's the thing. It's all a bunch of rumors. Mm -hmm. Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans. Um, and I mean, Chris Hensworth are going to reprise their roles. At this point, Chris Evans, he he's a fucking disaster. After after he left the MCU, right, none of his projects panned out. Buzz Lightyear, flop, criticized his fans, said that if they don't like it, what, he, they're homophobic or some bullshit, right? Uh, he also wound up doing that weird Apple show with Anna DeArmas. That thing probably fucking went nowhere called Ghosted. You know, like I said, he's not a real movie star. No. He he does his ass. You know, his name doesn't fill asses into seats at all. It's not like you put Robert Downey Jr. People are actually probably, regardless of how damaged the brand is, some people are going to come back because they're going to be like like David Tennant and watch RDJ. His name actually holds like not and not just and not just um, Tony Stark and slash Iron Man. He's as an actor. Done, as an actor, yeah. he's done other movies. Remember, we forgot. Not we, but else you forget. Like, remember one of his famous funny movies, *Tropic Thunder*. Oh, that that, that was show. right at that was literally right after *Iron Man*. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Most people just know him as oh, he's Tony Stark Iron Man. No, and then he did um, uh, what is it? Uh, was Sherlock Holmes, right? Yep, you did Sherlock actually, Holmes. I, actually, I actually liked him in Sherlock Holmes in, in the in the in both movies, right? Like that, like he can he can hold up a name. Talk about an actor who used to be a fucking junkie, right? I mean, well, that was the thing. His thing was, clean up your act or you're going to prison for life. Because he was on his second strike. Yeah. The thing is, like, and it's funny because, like, I don't like Chris Evans said, but do I like, I do like that, I do like that he portrayed his character, uh, Captain, the, the, uh, the character of Captain America. Like, I can watch Captain America 1, I can watch The Winter Soldier 2 all day. All day. I love those movies. I may not like the things that you say outside of the movies because you're just calling people out. But if the, if playing Captain America was your was your kind of big breaking role and you haven't done anything else successful past that, that says something about you. Yeah, he got lucky. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. That's it. You, you, you essentially got lucky, honestly, that that the MCU actually took off thankfully to the the huge success of Iron Man 1. Because if it didn't, I'm going to tell you that it probably would have not continued after that. Literally everyone in in a way you can say a lot of their success was because of the brand of, of Robert Downey Jr.'s success in Iron Man. Iron Man was a massive gamble. Yeah. If Iron Man it's failed, gamble. if Iron Man failed, Marvel would have been fucking sunk. If that film failed, Marvel would have sunk. Because people don't realize this. Prior to the acquisition of Marvel by Disney, both Disney and Marvel were doing terrible financially. Disney was on the precipice of going bust. Marvel was on the precipice of going bust. Marvel, the reason why Marvel couldn't make films like X-Men and so forth was because they had to sell the film rights, especially like Spider-Man, their golden fucking egg, to other companies like Sony or 20th Century Fox. Yep. So you'll, you know, and Sony's not going to get rid of Spider-Man, but here's the issue. There's this, 
lawsuit no, going no. on with the Ditko estate. So if it reverts back to the Ditko estate, does that supersede the agreement that Marvel made at the time? And does Sony have to now renegotiate with the Ditko estate? Because there's a reason why they're not using Spider-Man, whether it be Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, or Tom Holland. It has nothing to do with the fact they don't want to. It's the fact that there's probably something going on with this lawsuit that potentially means if they start making a film now, they may not be able to release that film after pouring millions into it because they no longer have oh, yeah. the film rights for that character. Oh, yeah, especially if, especially if they try to do... Especially as we know, because and I'm gonna say this, and people are gonna be like, "Oh, he's not. It's not true." If they try to do a Miles Morales, you know, Spider-Man movie, and to remind people, Miles Morales is Miles Morales. Yeah, he. Right? He's not Spider-Man. He has Spider-Man powers or similar Spider-Man powers, but he's not Spider-Man. Peter Parker he, will forever be Spider-Man. Yeah. No matter. He, he. You can call him. I guess. I don't even know if it's like his own rendition of Spider-Man. You could just have no. Like, he could have just been a different superhero, but we've we've been in that fucking apple so many times. <laughs> they 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 fucked up. Marvel fucked up so much because the, their intent is they want to get rid of Peter Parker because of this issue with the Ditko estate. They don't want to deal with it anymore, so they want to make Miles Morales Spider-Man, but they're not going to be able to because Peter Parker is Spider-Man, and two. Miles Morales, they and this I have to give credit. I'm trying to remember who it was. It was either Quarter Black Garrett or Comics Division of the Nerd of Nerdrotics crew with uh, Friday Night Tights. I was listening to the podcast, and they had the perfect opportunity. They could have named him like Arachnikid. Yeah, yeah, not Spider Boy, but like Arachnikid, and he could have been Peter's, you know, uh, protege, similar to Robin was to Batman, and then. He comes into his own, and then he's given his own new name. He's no longer Arachnikid, and he's now, I don't know, insert name here, you know? Yeah, and with the multi-billion dollar company or multi-million dollar company, whatever level they were at the time, there's no excuse for them not to have some yeah, sort of creativity. It, it, was, it was just because of money. That It was because of the name, the name alone that, that Spider-Man. It, it is the golden child uh, between... But between Sony, between Sony movies, these video games, the comics, it is the golden child. Like, how are people going to accept if we try to make this Miles Morales kid who is uh, Dominican and African American, right? Or you could say Black, Spanish, whatever. You he's, want I think, he's Puerto Rican. He's a port mix of Puerto Rican and uh, African American. No, I think he's Dominican. No, Miles Morales. Yes. You might be right. I, uh, I could be wrong too. I. Last time I... Nope, he's, he's African-American and Puerto Rican. Okay. His father is... Yeah, his father's African-American and his mother's Puerto Rican. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. No, it's all good. So, if they uh, make him... And, and here's the thing. Uh, we all know for a fact, even though they doing, they're doing their third Spider-Man Beyond the Universe, whatever, whatever, <laughs> right? They're having Miles Morales, whatever... We know, we have no doubt that the one thing I don't, I don't like Percy as much as I still, I, I haven't, actually, I haven't finished the game yet, but I am enjoying the Spider-Man 2 playing as uh, Spider-Man Peter Parker and Miles Morales, Miles Morales. I'm just saying to piss people off. <laughs> I mean, it's not, you're not wrong though. You're I not know, saying I'm any, not. you're not saying anything that is objectively false. Miles Morales is Miles Morales. Give the fucker his own name and be done with it. Stop trying to fucking hijack Peter Parker's Spider-Man because you're not happy that you're like, probably going to lose the rights to the character. The game, the game, the game is good. Like, I enjoyed it. 
you like the first one, the game is better. Is is more enhanced. I know. Whenever I whenever I boot up a Spider Man game, I'm always happy to play as a de- a blind deaf girl or you know Helen Keller. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those always the good part. <laughs> <laughs> or or help a, a gay couple go to prom. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not like someone's grandma's getting mugged in the Bronx or something, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, fucking a. Those pizza delivery missions in fucking Spider Man Two were better than that shit. Exactly. <laughs> That actually has some merit because that was actually Peter Parker's job. <laughs> You're not wrong. That, yeah. that actually has fucking merit to the story. So, Pizza time. Yeah. You know, and <coughs> I know, I know, I personally, I, I don't agree with Sony and the video games going ahead saying that Miles Morales is going to be now the main Spider-Man. Um, as in saying the Peter Parker story is done according to the games. When... You know, technically, it, it's not done, right? If you actually cared enough about the comics of, of Peter Parker as Spider-Man in the comics, right? His story is vastly humongous. Like, there's enough. You don't need Miles Morales. There's enough. You can make more Spider-Man games with Peter Parker. You can make a future game with Spider-Man. Um, is twenty nine nine Peter Parker? Or no, is that tw- a- oh, that's that's Miguel Her- O'Hara. So what is so what is the future? Uh, what is future? So Spider Spider Man twenty ninety nine is an alternate. Uh, it's it's an alternate sci fi universe of Spider Man, where Spider Man is Miguel O'Hara, yeah. and if you really want to go into the future of Spider Man, technically speaking, he should have had a yeah. daughter by now. Technically speaking, who becomes Spider Girl, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. But remember the Spider Man animated series, and then remember they made. A oh yeah, from nineteen ninety four. Yeah, yeah, they made a new show off of that, but it was Spider-Man from the like a like a like a utop like a it like was a neo utopia kind of world. Yeah, so it it so it's in a separate universe. Spi- oh, it was like Spider-Man Ultimate Unlimited? Spider-Man Unlimited, correct? Yes. Okay. Spider-Man Unlimited. He goes to a planet where it's like Zootopia, essentially, mm-hmm. where all the people are actually like anthropomorphic animals. Yeah, I mean, like. Like there's there's so much more that the you that you could do. Now, do I think there's gonna be DLC because supposedly we might be getting DLC with something with Daredevil or something with because now um, the Spider Verse um, I guess is acknowledged in the game. If you played a certain side quest where you collect all the Spider Bots, and as um, there's this girl talking about. I think Miguel Miguel uh, Miguel Spider Man twenty ninety nine, mm-hmm. so they kind of already delved into that Spider Verse <clears throat> in the game with with that certain with that with the side quest. I haven't done it. I just seen it on YouTube, right? But I don't I don't agree that after just two games you're just done with Peter Parker. Now now you're saying Miles Morales is going to be the head of Spider of future Spider Man. Well, it's because it's it's all a part of the agenda. Yeah, that, that, that they, they want to get rid of they want to they are trying to force Miles Morales onto people and the more they force Miles Morales onto people the more they're going to reject his character which is a shame because you can actually make some really good stories with Miles Morales if you don't force it give it the time and let it naturally occur but they don't have the patience nor do they oh. nor do they care for it they want to get rid of white Peter Parker because that's what it boils down to at the end of the day. Because Peter Parker is white and there is no way of making him any other ethnicity, they are going to get rid of him or want to get rid of because him. Because there's got to be a Spider-Man for every inclusive person out there. Give me a fucking break. It, you know, the problem is too, like I was telling you earlier, the normies, 
would soak this up either intentionally or inten like intentionally or by accident because they don't know they they're seeing oh we got Miles Morales as a black Spider-Man right they a lot of uh, they could think that's probably cool while knowing nothing about what we're talking about right? <coughs> nothing nothing about about Disney's hidden agenda right or nothing about trying to race swap characters they could just think that's a black Spider-Man and that's cool. And they like that he's a spider that he that that Spider-Man is protecting, essentially they're they're part of, they're part of the borough, the Bronx, right? They think that's cool. Again, though, that's what we call normies, right? And it just seems like that's a lot of these large IP companies are trying to appease to. Either they're trying to they're trying to get they're trying to grab everybody, including like their 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 fans that have been with them since day zero. Of that individual fan since they were right since their day zero to current day now, but it's I think there's a lot of these Ivy comes are appeasing to to too many normies, right? And to get people into the certain IP, how do we do it now in our own technology age? We make it a movie, we make it a show, we put it a video game, but then you don't. But then you also you're gonna use the written material, but you're only gonna use what you like, and then make your own rendition of it. But then still use the name to sell it? Come on. <laughs> Where's the creativity in that? Well, there is none. If you look at all the villains in Miles Morales' rogue gallery, even when he was in the Ultimate Universe, after Peter was killed in the Ultimate Universe, right? They're all Hamney Downs from Peter. Every single one of them. That's terrible for, for a character. Like, that's... At any time that they do race swap, like... You essentially, you want the white man, like, you they want to call it this whole race thing, so you want the white man or white woman's leftovers? No. How about you just be your own character? You could, it's like, bat, there's Batman, and then there's Robin, right? And then, but Robin is not Batman, but Robin can live on Batman's legacy, right? But be his own character. Right? Exactly. Miles Morales could continue Spider-Man's legacy, but be his own character. New villains fight some old villains that may that Peter Parker may have not been able to kill, right? The new villains, new story arc, you know. You can continue a character's legacy by being your own character, right? You could take some things you learn from that and then make your own ideology, right? Make your new own ideology, make your own new ideology while still continuing the legacy of the previous, right? We don't have to forget whenever they decide to kill off Peter Parker. But if you're going to try to make Miles Morales the new Spider-Man, the way you're doing it is not the, is not the right way to do it. No, you... He should have been his own here. You want him to be a Spider-esque type of superhero? He's got his own powers. He's got his own cool suits. I guess that whole new suit was controversial in the game, whatever. Give me a fucking break, come on. Wait, what new suit? I guess there was some suit that was controversial in the game that they didn't like one of Miles Morales' suits towards the end of the game. Really? Yeah. Oh, I have no idea. I haven't played the game, so... I, have, I haven't gotten to that part. This is, again, this is just what people bitch about on the internet. So, but people already know about it. They can look it up. I'm not delving into such nonsense on that because it is nonsense to me, honestly. That's much like that things are even headlines. That so, should not be your main focus. From what I understand, the there has been no settlement between the Ditko estate, but there were three other states estates involved in the lawsuit that have settled. 
The reasons why for Marvel settling along with these estates uh, seems to vary. There are some people speculating that if the case were to go to the Supreme Court in regards to it being a work for hire, and if the Supreme Court does not rule in Marvel's favor, it would literally gut Marvel and a lot of their legacy characters. Because a lot of their legacy characters, Marvel is claiming, were work for hires. <clears throat> Basically, they would hire someone, the person would do the art, and then Marvel would pay them, essentially. But if, but under the circumstances of work for hire, as I understand it, there might be a sort of coercion or duress on part of the artist's part that would basically essentially almost force them or, like I said, coerce them into doing the work regardless. So, so it sounds like that Disney it's all speculation, though. So don't don't take it. Yeah. Don't don't take it as any but doctrine. We all but we know that they're gonna try to offer them some type of like settlement or hand. Well, they've settled. Side. They've settled with uh, four of the families so far. The only one holding out still are the Ditkos, and I honestly really hope the Ditkos get Doctor Strange their share of Doctor Strange and Spider Man back. So yeah. those characters, you know, you take Marvel's golden goose from them, <laughs> they're gonna fucking scramble like roaches. Well, yeah, because they they don't, they don't have anything else after that. You think the the, the fucking the Marvel <coughs> swap? You think ha, you think having you think having Beast from the X Men was from an alternate universe was gonna be like some big reveal? Well, excuse you me, it's excuse me, it's called went, it's called the, the it's called the X They Them's. Thank you. Excuse me. Thank you very much. <laughs> I really dude, that's why like if they do like an actual a new Marvel a new X Men thing and and that starts that. If I, I, well, I probably go to the theater and see it. I, I honestly don't know. I can't say because I just I don't <laughs> have an interest. I, like, you and everyone I'd else. I'd rather rewatch the bad Logan movies, honestly. <laughs> I, I'd rather rewatch the gold, the gold Marvel's Golden Goose Morbius instead. I'm fucking done. Mm-hmm. That that's that's Sony, but yes. But uh, speaking of <clears throat> of uh, post-apocalyptic uh, franchises. Much, very much like Marvel is right now, uh, there's a Fallout show being produced by Amazon, good sir. What are you saying? There is a Fallout show being produced by Amazon as we speak. And recently, I think today, if I'm not mistaken, photos were put on the social media platform formerly known as Twitter. Triple X Twitter. Yeah, XXX. Oh God, let's see. Even though we, we looked about it before, it was just it was just announced today. It just I gotta say though, with all their advertising thing, it seems like they do it pretty well. Fall TV show, there's gonna be Fallout Magic the Gathering collaboration. I think in March coming out, which honestly I'm more excited about it from a physical card standpoint because I did. Now I know for like the huge, huge, huge other Fallout, the big Fallout nerds, they like New Vegas. I didn't play New Vegas. I only played 4 and 76. And I liked 4. I enjoyed 76 from a multiplayer aspect. Seven years later. (laughs) Right? That's as much as I can say it about it. Um, I, I do like the magic cards that are coming out. Um, from... From the from Magic Gathering X Fallout, but from now the pictures that we just seen, I don't know. You you know more about the franchise than I do, Mike. So I only I know about four and seventy six. So so unfortunately, I I can't really say much other than like on the surface, 
it looks promising, but then again, it's also Amazon who has not had exactly the greatest track record for respecting source material. Don't get me wrong, they have their few successes like The Terminalist, which isn't half bad. I reckon if you've seen if you haven't seen it, I recommend watching it. Chris Pratt, like I said, good actor. Uh, or Reacher, which is my personal favorite. I think Reacher is absolutely fantastic. I can't wait for season oh, two. Yeah. I just James finished. Be amazing. I Adam just finished Richardson the book. I just finished the book. Great job. I just finished the book that it's based off of. So I, I know is it exactly. Promising? You think it's going to be promising? If it follows the source material, absolutely, absolutely. Season so. one was great. We actually go back. We did a podcast on it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Mike. Mike and I and um, Rashawn, we did a podcast about Reacher. Um, that was great. So it was, it was a good episode. Go go listen to that. Alan Richardson, you know he's in Fast Ten because he's family. He's yeah, that twist that twist in the family. end was ridiculous. <laughs> I know. I, I I thought he got like in, you know I thought the family got him, because that's Dom's power, right? He he can yeah. make your enemies family. He can be your biggest swarm enemy, and then it's like now you're family. But I guess that it wasn't strong enough. So no. I have a feeling though, Alan Richardson is going to be at the at the seat of the table at the barbecue with a Corona. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out he's you know, Dom's second long lost brother or some shit. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, Alan Richardson, me and Alan Richardson. Honestly, I think he did a you know his fast and his fastest. But I, I honestly right. like his his acting in Fast Ten. His fake so, tan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his fake tan. I mean, come on, everyone's got to look more Hispanic, right? He was like, he look was like John Cena. He was like a he was like a super ripped version of Donald Trump. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> and like, if Donald Trump was like ripped, and it could like thirty years, forty years younger, younger, yeah, years, something <laughs> like that. I mean, look, they made they gave John Cena his when they made his brother Jacob a tan. So somehow oh, yeah. <laughs> he's also Hispanic. In the franchise, like it's all family. You don't have to be just this man. You could be white and be family. The casting director was like, "I don't give a shit. Just get them." <laughs> exactly. But to um, go back, he he did a good role. So if you like Reacher, season one, and you liked Fast Ten with Alan Richardson, and um, and he did other he did other things too, but those are probably his most notable roles. I think Reacher being number one. I think uh, Reacher, cool. Smallville. He was in Smallville. Mm-hmm. He he played the original Aquaman before he was recasted. And uh, let's see, he was in Titans. He played Dove. Oh. He was in Titans. I heard about that, but I again, I didn't and, see Titans because it ain't because it ain't my Titans. I want to be that guy. It ain't my Teen Titans. No, I don't blame you. It's not very good. It's the writing's <laughs> season season one was garbage. Season two, I tuned out halfway. I didn't even bother. Uh, I think. I'd have to double check, but I think Ernie watched more of it than I did, so he would know more about what occurred. I, but yeah, I just I'm gonna go rewatch the cartoons again. So yeah, no, hundred percent. I, no I get you. <laughs> I I'm the same way. I got I have uh, managed to get gargoyles on DVD. Ooh. So yeah, the entire collection. One. Yep, that is um, a very good one. All the original X Men on DVD. Uh, the cartoon back then when Disney was actually making good animated kids shows. Dude, and Gar- and that's the thing. Like I said, Gargoyles, Disney Gargoyles, Buzz Lightyear. Disney is right? a gir- Disney for the most part is a girls brand, but they made a fucking awesome boy show via Gargoyles. It was yep. awesome. It was awesome. It was also very dark at times. Like Oh, fantastic. Yeah, for so a kids many, show, absolutely. There's so many like like good shows back then. That's 
there's there's honestly with the way how Disney's been last was like last 10 15 years there's really no there's no excuse you're, you're, you're just you're pandering to a very small minority in the in the United States that's what you're doing but to do a quick summarization uh I'll probably tune in to watch the first few episodes of the Fallout series. It's supposed to come out in April, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, let me pull up the date here. It's supposed to be releasing April 12th on Prime Video, Amazon Prime's video. It's most likely going to be that thing where they release like the first two or three episodes, and then the rest of the episodes will come out weekly. Uh, from what I understand, the main character looks like they're from Vault 33. It's kind of hard to tell because the only image you see is of like a woman walking really fast in the background, and I think that's a 33. But, you know, in Fallout tradition, like in the source material, you're playing as a vault dweller. <clears throat> the fact that it's a woman, not a big deal. They did that with Fallout 4, technically. You could play as a... Yeah. <coughs> or Fallout 76, if you bothered to play that fucking train wreck like we did. Remember, um, it had good multiplayer rest because we could play together. And then that was... And then, and then nuke each other. Yeah. And the game felt... We played at a time where the game felt very empty. Like, if you, tr oh, yeah. if you weren't playing multiplayer... That, like, the game felt actually very depressing because there was no other, like, um, NPCs in the game. Like, yeah. it was just, like, a really... In order to enjoy that game, you had to play with friends and you had to play, like, now. Because the game, it is, it, it is better than what it used to be. Now, is that a long stretch? Yes. If you're looking for a multiplayer fallout game, I guess you can play 76. If you want to play the best one... Uh, Vegas. Yeah, know, New Vegas gets a lot of praise, especially I if you mod it. Have to play that still at some point, but yeah, I don't know. I only know, like I said, about the lore with between four, and I don't know if you really count lore from seventy six, but I guess seventy six technically is like know. a prequel to it all, because technically seventy six is supposed to be the first Vault Dwellers coming out after the uh, post apocalyptic, the nuclear apocalypse, but. The power armor looks looks good. Uh, the sets look good, like the ships from that associated with the Brotherhood of Steel, all look good. But like I said, it's too early to tell. The ghoul, he kind of looks who I'm assuming is being played by Walter uh, Walton Goggins, who's a fantastic actor, by the way. Uh, I from Justified, for instance, he was in that. He was also he's also in Invincible as well. He voices well, one of the um, characters. In this, <clears throat> in this um, picture I'm looking at, you sent me. Yeah. Um, oh, Aaron, Aaron Moten as Maximus, the new square for a power armor suit knight dispatched on behalf of the Brotherhood but of Steel. Steel. Yeah. So it looks like they're going to still be calling it the Brotherhood of Steel. Not the they, them, Hood of Steel? Oh, God, I, <laughs> like, I can't say I have high hopes. Am I going to watch it? Yes, because I do, I do really like and enjoy the Fallout series. I am excited for the new cards, despite MTG's, um... Uh, Fortnite, Fortniteness happening. <clears throat> other IPs. I mean, Fortnite is actually going went back to classic, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, their their games went back to classic mode for yeah. the people who were playing it back in like early before 2010 during the 2010s. Yeah, and they they generate they had at one time since going back to classic, they create they had over 46 million people playing concurrently. 46 million. That's more than. That's literally about, if I'm not mistaken, over 10 million more, if not a little bit more, than the population of fucking Canada. So all of Canada and then some were technically playing Fortnite. That's crazy. Uh, but Walter Goggins, I think this is his character. He's playing a uh, a ghoul. 
and he kind of looks more like the Red Skull, if anything, than than a ghoul. So he does. Yeah. He's, he's got the nose. That's why. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Overall, it looks promising. I'll I'll definitely probably tune in. But as soon as I start hearing any sort of preaching of a message like, "Oh, I'm a woman. It's a lot harder for me." Blah 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 blah. Because you men have it easy. Blah blah blah. I'm like, motherfucker. It's a nuclear apocalypse. No one's having it easy. When you have a cockroach the size of a fucking dog trying to chomp on you, it's it's <laughs> fighter. You know, fighter kit die. I I can't even say that it looks promising. Because and it's hard because I can't I don't know if I would blame Amazon because Amazon also did Reacher, Reacher turned out to be amazing. It, it just it just seems like whatever I what it seems like a certain IP they latch on to they have to add some like identity politics or activism in it. It's like you said this is this is a, this is an IP about the effects after a of a nuclear fallout. Sorry, no one's worried about gender pronouns. Or no one's worried about calling you a he, she, or a she, they, right? This is about men and women surviving after a nuclear fallout. Men, women complement each other. Men, women only are able to reproduce, to continue um, our human race going forward. I mean, it's the same thing can be said about The Last of Us as well. You know, if you're facing any sort of post-apocalyptic scenario, whether it be you know, Corgisep zombie apocalypse or nuclear apocalypse like in Fallout. The whole I the whole thinking of gender pronouns and all that nonsense go out the window. Yeah. You always see those meme it's like when like World War Three happens and it's like all and, and then by the way, like these are like women making these like stupid videos on the internet. And you see them going back to the kitchen. Yeah, the, the trad wife the, the, the trad wife shows up. Right, or they're going back <laughs> or you see them put you see them put the hair in a ponytail and you know what's coming next. It's like <laughs> It's funny because we laugh at those things because yeah. guess what? It's true. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Exactly. The human race will revert we will revert back to our, our natural selves in order to continue society going forward. And this and this is not about forcing people to re to reproduce, no. But when you add on an ideology about gender pronouns and guys being girls and girls being boys and people want to be gay and lesbian, like you could do like you could do all that if you want to. But when you keep pushing that ideology, right, and then you're trying to make it in a post apocalyptic world, it's like water and oil. There's only yeah. so much of your disbelief that you can suspend. Yeah. Yeah. Like you can have it in the show a bit if you want to, I guess. But in order for society to move forward, that's not how things are going to run. Eventually, we will revert back to our natural selves, and that's the society would be run. The men are the, we're men are the head of the household, doing all the hard work. Women are also there com complementing the men, right? Having their own individual families and growing, and also doing, and also doing the work too. You revert back to masculinity and femininity. And that's how and that's how it's going to be. So you can't make a, uh, you can't make a post-apocalyptic show, and then have your ideology of genders and activism in there. It's it, just, it just doesn't well. Because then old. don't use a fallout IP. Make your own, right? And if it's terrible, you have nothing but to blame yourself. Because then what you're gonna do is you're gonna sour that IP. The Last of Us was soured because because of Episode Three and a lack of other things, but mainly because of Episode Three. People could say, oh, uh, that, that's, you know, homophobic or anything. And that's, no, it's not homophobic. So I'm sorry. I think in, in a post-apocalyptic world, right, I, 
for 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 a show that had you listen to our episodes, I've I delved into this many times. But if you won that episode, you could have had it. But there was so much more you could have you you could have showed in the first season, The Last of Us, that that episode would have almost been forgettable. Because but because I only got like what eight episodes, something like that. Let me get you the correct numbers. Yeah, I think it was only eight. It. Right. But they were some episodes were longer than usual. Yeah. <clears throat> right. You, you could have had an episode, but there was so much more you could have shown. Like I knew, I knew he was gay. I didn't care that he was gay. That was his own choice. But the game didn't. Nine. The, nine the game episodes, didn't but... make that bigger than it needed to be, because at that point, like you said, it was a plot to the cold, right? The cordyceps infected the world, and the population was down immensely, right? Just like the mm-hmm. apocalypse, just like a nuclear fallout, just like if there was like World War Three or Four or Five or Six or whatever um, futuristic world you want to name, right? You have to focus on. You have to focus on keeping the population going and keeping society going and moving forward if, beyond <clears throat> after that. If there's a franchise, if there's a franchise where they want to meet any sort of like little resistance from this whole nonsense of the they them uh, Skittle Squad cult, Cyberpunk man, Cyberpunk's all about transcending like your physical body and becoming one with machines and all that nonsense, right? Yeah. And, but it comes at the cost, too. Like, the more cybernetic implants you put in, the higher likelihood is you'll go through this thing called cyberpsychosis, where you just fucking go batshit crazy. You know? That's more plausible than, like, what we're saying in a post-apocalyptic franchise like Fallout, Last of Us. It, people, it's people, successful. Like, people are going to... that stuff, that, like you said, do cyberpunk. People are going to revert back to their primal, you know, their primal instinct when that shit happens. How is, um... I haven't even, honestly, I haven't even finished the game since I played on the PS4. It is a game I'll eventually get back to because I do actually want to at least finish it. And like I said, that, that's that kind of like that neo-utopian world, right? Where like, you know, people can like, like you said, psych- like psychosis, trying to change it, changing mm-hmm. the sex and having different body parts. Because that's in the world where that was created, I guess, where you can do that. It may not make sense. From a more of a basic and biological and a moral sense, but that, but that fits. Whether we accept it or not, that fits in that kind of universe, right? Like you said, because that where it works, I guess, right? Yeah, no. If it, you like that stuff, yeah. that's where it works. I'll say I, I went back to play the game after Phantom Liberty came out. It's like their 2.0 expansion. Yeah. I found it dreadfully boring. Again, I I, I played for like thirty hours or so. Right, because I remember when the game first came out, I played for fifty plus hours. I the game crashed on me fucking more times than I can, and I'll probably be years on this earth. And <clears throat> and it, eh, it, it's it doesn't do anything new. There's nothing revelatory about it at all. There, there, like the lore expansion of it, like from a lore aspect. Eh, like it's it's all like all the lore is told through like collectibles. And stuff like that, you know, it, you don't get really too, at least I wasn't, too immersed into the world. So essentially, it's it's kind of like, um, it's kind of like how, uh, this sounds, this sounds bad, but at least, for the namesake, I think Destiny, at least, I, I don't know if I can say does it better, and I mean by better, this is a very slight better, a very slight, like, only <laughs> I haven't better. played Destiny for at least, like, two, three expansions, no, I think, I'm at like, this point. Just, just, like, the lore of them adding the lore <clears throat> to the gameplay. 
mm-hmm. right? They they able they when they add in the lore and the gameplay, they actually do it quite um quite well because you're playing when you're doing the quest, you're engaging in what's actually happening. I'm not saying that's not, that's not happening in Cyberpunk, right? But it just it seems like now from what we're saying, like you could use Cyberpunk or or Destiny as examples, right? So it's, you have to be, I guess, that has to be your thing, right? You have to be kind of just. You have to really like that or love it to kind of enjoy it. Probably people who do say are very infatuated with cyberpunk. They're probably people who enjoy it immensely. Yeah, I'm coming from someone who briefly played the tabletop game. As a fan of the tabletop game, I wasn't too too much of a a fan of this, of the the actual game by CD Projekt Red. But to go back to Destiny, my issue with Destiny and its storytelling was that you were always again. I stopped playing at uh, was it Arrival? Beyond Light. Beyond, I was it Beyond Light? I f- forgot yeah, the one where you where we you got the playing in Beyond Light. The Frozen right? Powers. That's that's what I remember Stasis, playing. Stasis. Yeah. Light. So. That frozen, like Frozen. Yeah. yeah let it go. Uh, <laughs> that's what you did. You let it go. I did. I did. I did. I took. I took Elsa's words. Like fucking. I'm out. I'm out. I I literally deleted everything. I deleted all my characters. I scrapped every single item that I got, and then I think I still have like a singular warlock in that game, but I'm never going back to it. But that with that being said, Bungie doesn't know what they're doing with the game right now. But that is, that, that is another thing I don't want to delve into. That's we whole, can talk about that some other time. But with that being said, huge mess, so. you were what I always felt was you were always responding to what was going on in the background. You were never really responding to or being a part of the events that were occurring, but rather responding to what occurred. And you would have to pick up collectibles like from weapons or lore logs from doing stuff from the grimoire. And then if you bother to read it, you would understand the significance of what was going on and why you were fighting this giant hive god that turned into a crystal and all sorts of shit. Yeah, that's kind of, that's why I said it only does only slightly very better. Because like you said, when you're, when you're playing, when you're, when you're playing the guardian, right, you are doing the actual mission that is progressing the story. Right, but you're doing it in a sense, I guess, from a more unless you're infatuated with the lore of Destiny, you're doing it, I guess, from a more mechanical base than yeah. like the actual story base. Because, like you said, in order to actually be involved in a story, one, you have to really like it too. You have to collect these things to to read the lore books. You actually have to listen to the character dialogue, right? That's going on. Look at the lore of of like the individual weapons, right? Like mm-hmm. each weapon, the Ace of Spades. Right? And you, you have it's... to actually like deep dive. Like you can't. Uh, unfortunately, playing the game does not do enough, and I think all that's kind of a blame on um, Bungie's part, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. Like, because even though the lore is there for you to look, right? It's not like it's not there. You can read the blue books because they're right in the game. You just go to you just go to your lore page and you can read it. Once once you do this little quest, you unlock this extra lore thing, right? But it's. It just seems like to actually enjoy or get involved in actually the lore, you have to do you have to go through extra extra steps, because the story, the quest stories. Even right now, I'm playing the new season. It just started today. Okay. The season of the Witch. We're going. We uh, Riv, Riven's. Uh, we're using Riven. Riven's back. Um. So this is going to be based upon the last wish in the dreams. It is. Like I'm enjoying it so far. Again, but it's like it's like every Destiny season. Mm-hmm. That it's very fun for like the first six to two months, six weeks to two months, and then it kind of just dies down after that because there's nothing else to do. 
it's the same thing and they stop progressing the power level so it's like why am i even gonna grind see i i ditched that game because i like i i i enjoy it for mechanical piece like i enjoy it friends like but i also want like like give me more like story story make make the character that you're playing the guardian right make it more involved make the storytelling into your gameplay if that makes sense well so if you're gonna this is something like when i'm designing the tabletop game yeah a core like a fundamental i have for any sort of game design is if you there is a story to tell with your game you have to have the mechanics be a part of it so if your lob if you're using a super like for instance when when you use a super you can only use a if less i checked you can only use one of three different types of supers right from each of the different trees whether it be solar what well, we'll say the yeah. prime three solar arc right arc was what it was called uh, solar like, arc and void yeah and we void five right now, but yeah right in in the game there were scenes where you could see like cade doing stuff with his fire that you can't do as, as a hunter with your solar and same thing with uh what's that her name like animation that yeah it was cool as fuck I it was know. cool why can't i do that as a player if yeah. it's possible for k to do it who's a guardian right i understand he was a vanguard right why can't i do it that's what i'm talking about that's what they should be able to allow players to do if it's mechanic if it's part of the world it should be mechanically executable by this, the players like when i'm designing lost chapters of idela right the things that enemies can do you can do too if you unlock those same abilities Plain and simple. And then you might be able to do other stuff based, you're limited only by your creativity afterwards. So. Yeah. Nah, I, I, I really liked it. That, I enjoyed doing the campaign of like that. I like the creativity, but I also like that there's not just a huge expansion of a creativity tree where like it becomes like there's just too much, right? Right. Kind of like what, what unfortunately, as much as I can always go back to playing Skyrim, right you you have to limit skyrim yourself if you want to enjoy it because technically you can is it skyrim or fallout there where you can inspect into everything sky both technically both? both yeah both yeah. both fallout 4 so, and skyrim if you want to actually honestly enjoy the skyrim again from a challenging aspect you have to want you have to i don't like the option of having to force limit yourself even though it does technically give you more freedom as the player of the game but then it kind of feels like well yeah i could have one playthrough where i just go back where i'm crazy right i want i i'm everything i'm everyone and everything in all powers and that's probably cool for like one time right one time but then after that it gets boring right because you could just do it all yeah i mean that's why i, I would say that gets, i don't know that gets pretty boring after have you played oblivion i've not play oblivion oblivion is pretty much Skyrim, I would say I, I appreciate it more and actually enjoy it more because there is a limitation. Once you hit level 20, right, that is, I think it's level 20, if I'm not mistaken, that is it for your character, and whatever you learned up until that part is your character. Yeah. And that's how the game, and that's how the game puts you back into replayability, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, and... I, I, I do enjoy it. I can't go back and play Skyrim. It's one of those games I can always go back to and play. And I still love it. I still enjoy it. You know, I can't wait for Skyrim on the Apple Watch. You know, it's going to be great. <laughs> on my fridge, my Samsung fridge. 
Yeah, on my Samsung fridge with that screen, if you got one of them bougie fridges, right? <laughs> where you could see your food inside from the screen. Because I guess why not? I Whatever, right? But, um, I do. I can't say I have high hopes for a Fallout series just because, like, right now, there's a lot of hype in it just from, like, what we've seen today. And I'm not, like, as guess lore savvy because it seems like, like you said, the first two games, it, Fallout 3 and F- Fallout 3 New Vegas kind of, re- I don't know if Restart or had its own story. So, fall- so it, take- it all takes place in the same universe. All takes place in the same universe. Fallout 1 and 2 were isometric RPGs while, like, so in the vein of, like, well, Wasteland was in the vein of it. While Fallout 3, where the controversy arose, was the fact that it was a first-person RPG. I, you could go third-person, if I'm not mistaken. But it was primarily sh- shown as a first-person game with first-person mechanics, like first-person shooting and so forth and melee combat, similar to, like, Oblivion, because Oblivion was a game that came out before it. And everyone was in arms. They thought the game was going to be complete garbage, caca, dumpster fire. And lo and behold, they were actually surprised it wasn't as bad. Granted, there were some issues with it. Don't get me wrong. But overall, it, it wasn't half bad. And when New Vegas came out, holy, holy shit. It was like they reinvented the wheel. Oh, supposedly. Yeah. I, honestly, if they do a remaster with New Vegas, ooh, geez. That's not, that's I mean, everyone's, everyone's been wanting that for eons. So I'm you looking might at just... the story. I guess not story, but the lore. Mm-hmm. So Fallout 4, according to the Fallout Wikia. Okay. It is, obviously, yes, you, you're the spouse, wherever you choose the male or female. Yeah. You choose male or female for Fallout 4. You're the survivor, and you you play as the opposite sex spouse. You're looking for your child, uh, Sean. Yes. And it says, this says, the story takes elements from Fallout 3... <clears throat> And it's importantly, it is Fallout Four is set in the in the area around the Boston area in, in twenty in the year twenty two eighty seven ten years after Fallout Three. So I guess it, would you count that as a sequel? It's yeah, it so takes place it. after yeah. Okay. Twenty twenty two says announced Fallout Four will be releasing twenty twenty three for PC, PS five, and Xbox. Updated bug fixes, four K, blah 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 blah. Okay, cool. New Creation Club content. See, the game did get better, Mike. Ah, Eight years later. Fuck, fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> it, it took him a whole. It took him almost a whole uh, decade. But <laughs> so if we're if we're just gonna do a quick thing on uh, Fallout, I just looked up the chronological order of the games. Fallout seventy six technically is the first game in the timeline. It takes place in the year 2102 uh, and twenty one oh four in Appalachia or Appalachia, depending on how you pronounce it. Uh, Appalachian. Appleton, yes. Then Fallout proper, which takes place in Southern California. It doesn't look like it changed much compared to what it looks like now. Uh, 2161. Then Fallout 2 takes place 2241 in Northern California. Fallout 3 takes place in 2277. Uh, Oh, wait, so 2077. So that means Fallout, the TV series, technically, if it's in the same universe, takes place before Fallout 76. Oh, so this is like a... We're going way back. Uh, if I read that correctly. I'll have to double-check the article. But anyway, back to the main uh, feature um, presentation. What what year did 76 said? Uh, 2102. 2102. I'm looking at the article you sent me. Yeah, it's the one by, I think, Variety. 
Vanity uh, Fair. Vanity Fair, Vanity Fair, not Variety, Vanity Fair, yeah. Um, Fallout 3 takes place in 2277, that was in Washington, D.C. Fallout New Vegas, 2281 in the Mojave Desert, and oh, Fallout 4... Oh, so this is a prequel, 2077. Okay, takes okay takes place right after the Great War. That's interesting. That makes me wonder. That makes me wonder if, if, it's going to be set in the same universe or not. Because the whole thing was that the world was so irradiated. At least the United States was so irradiated that people had to be in bunkers. Or if you weren't in a bunker, you, you basically, kind of got fucked. So, no, it's just twenty seventy seven. So we're talking like, I, I guess if most people were used to Fallout, so what was the timeline? For Fallout 76. Wait, 20, wait. So 21, you play as the Vault Dweller, or Vault Dwellers from Fall, uh, Vault 76, and it takes place in the year 2102, between the years 2102 and 2104. So technically speaking, if yes. if it's the same universe, 24 years later? 27 years later? <laughs> uh, 27, yeah, 2077 to 2102. So yeah, so it's about actually it's about almost thirty. No, but twenty five. Twenty five years. Yeah. Okay, and then where and what's next after that in the, t- in the timeline? Then it would be Fallout One. Fallout One took twenty one sixty something, I think, and then Fallout Two took place twenty one eighty something, and then Fallout Three takes place in twenty two something, and Fallout Four takes place in twenty two eighty something. So, so we're going way. So it seems like. They're doing a, a, a really prequel, prequel, and now I'm kind of... Oh, hold on. I lost you. Some technical difficulties uh, by, I don't know, either internet service providers or something yes, going thank on. thank you, Squadcast or Spectrum. You, <laughs> <laughs> you see, all of a sudden, you get booted again. <laughs> you motherfucker. <clears throat> oh, man. Oh. But that brings me to, uh, you know, we were talking about Fallout and the timeline. So if this series is taking place in the actual Fallout universe, it takes place roughly 25 to 27 years before Fallout 76, which is technically the first game chronologically. So, which, again, I, so to reiterate what I was trying to say as I was trying to ramble upon my... <laughs> internet service just me realizing i didn't have internet i'm kind of honestly i would guess lean towards more not excited and i'm only saying this from a sense because of hollyweird mm-hmm. no i don't blame you right because one so you chose the timeline on purpose which means that if you were actually choosing a timeline of an insert game right then I could directly criticize you if you did certain things wrong, right? But they didn't, right? They chose a timeline that is even before 76, according to the Fallout Universe timeline. Yeah. Right? So this is all new stuff. <coughs> so yes, am I, am I, you know, is new lore always good? Is new, as in, is new lore, is lore added that is... No, New lore added. Good. Now, good in the sense, will it be good or bad? We don't know. Right? Because now this is all new story, technically. Right? Yes, but the issue is, it also... 
It also makes me wonder stuff about the Brotherhood of Steel. Like, knowing what I know about the lore, I, I kind of feel like this is not going to take place in the same universe, if that makes sense of the games. There's going to be, like, the game universe, and there's going to be the cinematic universe. I hate saying that. Yeah, I think that's what they're going to be doing. Because, like, if you... The, the power armor they're showing is the power armor that you see in Fallout 4, right? Which wasn't widespread use until after the Great War, if I'm not mistaken. So the power armor power should... armor looks very new and shiny. A exactly. So I really think this is going to be its own separate timeline. Well, I mean, well, it makes sense that it, well, I guess in a sense, it makes sense that it is a prequel, you could say, because this is way before. So I guess before, before everything got eradicated, the, all the power armor was previously. Well, I mean, this is right. This is right when everything was eradicated. So. Yeah. But it seems like they obviously, they, they use the, the game as a crutch to yeah. incentivize. Now, this is where all the. Again, this is the the whole premise of our show, the gatekeeping. If people haven't, you'll figure this out when the title comes out, right? But this episode is an example of why IPs need to be gatekeep, need to be gatekept, because. Am I gonna watch it? Sure. I hope the trailer is just not just some they them bullshit or identity politics. Or the they them hood of steel. Yeah, I. I, I can't say I'm excited, honestly. Just like I'm not excited, like... I don't know. Like, I, I'm just not a fat, right? Like, it sounds bad, but right now I'm just not, like, excited with especially how Western culture is treating the nerd culture sphere. Yeah, for the most part, it's always striking out. You look at great franchises like Star Wars, Marvel, and going on forward... It, it, there are more strikeouts than there are home runs now, as of recent. And I think it's on purpose because they want to erode, they, and it's done by Marxists, they want to erode cultural institutions that have or that are held near and dear to the point where the people who do hold them near and dear don't care. But they don't understand that the people who do hold these institutions, or rather what they were near and dear, are going to still value what they were and not value what they've become and then abandon it entirely. Like, for instance, Marvel? Did I abandon Marvel at first? Yes, I did. But then I came to the realization, I shouldn't abandon Marvel entirely. I should abandon them up until the point where they became complete, absolute dog water bullshit garbage. Yeah. Like straight liquid basuda. <clears throat> exactly. So really bad at the bottom, where it's all, like, corroded and nasty. Where, like, all the rust has, if you have, like, a little bit of, like, like tinfoil that's yeah. rusted and shit. Yeah. We're Mixed talking with like, like, like the garbage trucks in the city, right? Where they try to throw that one bag into the thing and then they miss and then the bag just breaks. And, and it pops over. like a fucking balloon full of shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's I, like, the real like the real liquid basuda. It's like right at the bottom. So I, I came back to Marvel, but I'm coming back to Marvel for the classics. Like I'm, mm -hmm. I'm collecting like certain omnibuses of certain characters like Dr. Strange back when Steve Ditko, ironically, we we're talking about that earlier was writing them. And I think like what you're, we're getting to, there's an importance to gatekeeping and it has to be done right. Cause gatekeeping, when you hear it, people are like, Oh, you know, gatekeeping is bad. It keeps, and it's because when it has a negative connotation to it, it's because it's been done improperly, you know? If gatekeeping is done to the point where it's more of a detriment than a benefit, then you need to figure out 
what you're doing wrong. You should call out those individuals who are trying, especially if they're big name individuals that are probably a lot larger than us who are trying to so-called uh, for the gatekeeping, right? And like you said, it has to be done right. Because if these IPs actually cared about the people that, that, they, that they grew up with, who grew up with their IPs, then you wouldn't be catering to normies, honestly. And this is, it, it sounds negative and bad, but it's the truth because somebody will get into your IP because the person that grew up with it is gonna, is gonna get them involved into it. You don't need to cater to normies for, for, for money. Because honestly, that's, if you wanna go through the root cause of the problem, it's back to the IP. Because if you're truly passionate about your IP, honestly, you wouldn't, you wouldn't keep catering to normies. And this is why people who are passionate about insert an IP have to gatekeep. You should cater to, and I, I agree 100%, you should cater to the hardcore fans, the foundational fans that were with it since the beginning, and then if the normies latch on, the normies latch on. They'll latch on to your great, if it's a great success, they'll latch on. Because look can't at forget about your day one people. The look day at, ones. Look at Iron Man. Iron Man was not catered to the normies. Not at all. That was a Iron Man movie made for Iron Man fans by a Iron Man fan. David Fa uh, David Favreau. Wow. John Favreau was a huge Iron or is a huge Iron Man fan. And he based the movie off of, you know, the Iron Man comics. And look at it. Lo and behold, it became a massive success and launched this MCU. And the closer they came towards trying to grab those coveted normie dollars, the less it became MCU, and it just became just another CU, just another bland cinematic universe. Yeah, and and that's the thing. Like you can add you can add all the you can add all the uh, live action, the CGI, you 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 want to it, but you're not. You do more detriment to, to the to the to the real fans, the the fans that been you have been with you since day one. You're not doing justice to them, right? You your franchise can involve, but you can't forget about your day one people. You can't. And honestly, in this in our nerd culture sphere of gatekeeping, gatekeeping is important. I'm not I'm not denying people from. We're not denying people from not saying that you cannot enjoy this franchise, but if you're going to come into, I can't say my IP, but if you're going to try to be involved in a huge IP and you're wondering why people love it, it's so popular, right? Love it for what it, love it for what it was and don't try to love it for the, and don't try to love it for the change you're trying to, um, inter, that you're trying to interject with it because, because of modern, because of modern culture. Right, and and that, and that's and that's the problem with all with all these large with, with these large IP in the nerd culture sphere, right? We have identity politics, um, activism, and um, identity politics, activism, and all these uh, gender ideology, right? That is trying to in basically you're an infection to these IPs, and it sounds horrible, but that is probably the most I can't say it's in the most negative way because I could be more vulgar. Oh, be I vulgar. Fuck vulgar, it. Be vulgar. Much. Well, it's when I start <laughs> saying really, like, a lot of, uh, 
bad. I can't say bad curse words, but I would say really vulgar. But that's just, as much vulgar as I'll be right now. And I'm, I'm not gonna stop like, you. No, I know. <laughs> but do it for the sake of getting my po- for the sake of getting my points across, right? That if I like, like for me, I would, it's the next topic. I love Naruto. I if I want, I want people to get into Naruto. Read the manga, watch the anime, right? You'll love it. I, I think most it is a very popular. It's very popular in manga. It is one. It is among probably would say the among highest. I guess the top ten. I would say in the top ten at least, maybe best manga of all time. It's up there. It's it's right? with you it, know. It, it's up. It, it's remember. up there with the OGs. It's up there with the new with the new, let's say the new Gs. I guess right. Like it's been up there. It, it's over twenty years old. I think it was one of the big three, wasn't it? The big three yeah. were One Piece, uh, One Piece, Naruto, and Bleach. Yeah, it is among the OG big three. It is still like the child of the OG OG, which is Dragon Ball Z. Right? It is is the child. The, the big three are still the child of the OG grandpa, and that's Dragon Ball. Right? Uh, Dragon Ball and, um, why the fuck? And my, and Berserk. Right? My, uh, Berserk's the one of the OG. Berserk's, the Berserk's, OG. An, Berserk's an oldie. It's one of those ones that, and it sucks that it hasn't gotten a good animation style done for it because right when the new anime came out or the relaunched anime came out, they were using that weird bullshit 3D CGI style that was absolute garbage and it turned me off from watching it completely. Wait, that's... Yeah, that's kind of like Dragon Ball Super's like first 10 episodes. It was really bad animation. It well, yeah, it looked like Flash, I think, right? Like something like Metalocalypse or uh, yeah. Aqua Teen Hunger Force. But at least those did it better. Well, those they were entertaining. Yeah, they were entertaining. Like bad animation is meant at least a good entertainment. You can't do bad and you can't do bad animation and have bad and have just bad entertainment. You can't do both. Murder face, murder face, murder face. So I think in order for the term gatekeeping to have to get away from this negative connotation it has. Right, the people that are trying to bring this term to light, right, in the nerd culture, in the nerd culture sphere, you have to be more specific when you're talking about the term gatekeeping because you're gonna get a lot of bad, you're gonna get a lot of bad rep of it because there are gonna be a lot of people once they hear it, their brain's gonna, their brain's gonna turn into an emotional reaction animal and they're not gonna listen to what they're saying. They probably won't even listen to half the things that we're saying right now because I keep saying we keep talking about gatekeeping. But as the main premise of, of tonight's episode was to talk <clears throat> about these IPs, right? And talk about the importance that gatekeeping is important. We're not saying that normies can't, that you cannot, we're not keeping you away, right? But you're not going to come here and then try to change the things that we grew up in, things that we love for how it was and how it is. Don't become an entitled fucking twat. Narrative. Yes. Yeah. Don't be an entitled. It's like, I see this. I'm not, I don't know if I would consider myself part, because I've read the books and I've played the computer games for Warhammer 40k, but I've never actually played with the miniatures, so I don't know if I would consider, I, I would love to be considered a part of the fandom, but I don't know if I am considered a part of that fandom, but what I've noticed, and I'm on the side of the people, who, I'm on the side of the hardcore fandom, 
I don't like that some of these people are like, oh, this character doesn't matter because he hasn't been mentioned in the lore for X amount of years, so his events shouldn't matter, or they want to change a certain character, uh, a feature of a certain character, particularly like a chapter of a Space Marine, because they, they want to make it a bit more inclusive, or they don't want to make Chaos as evil as it is because maybe Chaos isn't so evil, blah, 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 blah. All sorts of fucking garbage bullshit that I'm just like, motherfucker, stop trying to change it. If you don't like it, go find another fandom to be a part of, plain and simple. Yeah. And if you do like it, then enjoy it and find th there are countless different factions in 40k that you can, you know, like me. I like the Dark Angels, you know, if we're talking about the Adeptus Astartes, I like the Dark Angels. I like the Raven Guard. I have a fucking display of the Raven Guard here, even though he's wearing a Primaris Space Marine helmet, which I wish he was kind of wearing the OG enjoy Space Marine helmet. what it is, right? Like yeah. you said, <clears throat> enjoy it for what it is. Don't go in there and try to change something because, oh, I don't see enough women here. I don't see enough gays. I don't see enough representation. Yeah, because that really fucking matters it, when you're that's fighting. Not, that it, it, none of that stuff sold it. Make your own. If you want, a, if you want like a superhero representation, make your own. And guess what? They tried and it failed. Right? And that they realize that. They realize what they're doing has failed. So you know what they're doing? They're trying to infect these IPs with the normies and say, look, come enjoy the Fallout show. Watch our new Fallout show. I bet you half those people won't even go back to play the game. You know who's going to watch that show? The people who played the fucking games. You know who's going to criticize that show? The people who played the games. You know where the good reviews going to come from? Paid reviews from Amazon or fucking normies <laughs> who never played the game. Like Rings of Power. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's what you say. Oh, but why, why is our show getting review bombed? Getting review bombed from the people who played the fucking games. Right? And it's... Uh, and it's frustrating because, yes, there, there are certain IP things that need to be uh, gatekept. Honestly, on um, uh, until until you stop trying to infect the IP, right, with your own with your own narrative views and your modern politics, we have to keep gatekeeping. It is important to preserve the IP. I don't want to give up on a certain IP because I have a new generation of people that grew up. With their mo with their modern activist pol politics bullshit from them just reading what they see on the news and Twitter, and from from Fox and CNN for the last 10, 15 years, no, I I I, I don't care. These things are unpopular because, for example, we grew up with them. People that are older than us grew up with <clears throat> Marvel comics, DC comics. We're talking like before there was even anything animated. We're talking like. Comics in there like fucking five cents. Older than us, older than us, mind you, right? Back then, the, 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 the true, the OG fans that are probably now like what sixty, right? Or dead? <laughs> sixty, yeah, or even yes, dead, or dead plus, yeah, like fifty plus or, or dead, unfortunately. All right, it. You gotta respect its origins. You gotta respect the source material, right? Or just make your own new thing. Right, there's content creation everywhere. You don't like it, what it is, you don't have to enjoy. There's plenty of things out there, right? Um, to uh, that's all the so now with the recent <clears throat> news we talked about last time when we did the nerd culture episode with uh, you and I, Vashon, mm -hmm. right, about Magic's IP, this biggest IP is Marvel, right? The the idea. Uh, that came with a lot of negativity because a lot of people are saying that Magic needs to now start gatekeeping. 
because so, they're getting involved with a lot of major <clears throat> IPs and obviously a lot of the whole magic ambassadors now, right? All the magic personalities and stuff. I'm an ambassador. No, you're just a you're just a wizard. Stop! A stop! Stop conflating. You're just a paid spokesperson. That's, that's it. Yeah, that's, that's it. That's all you are. You're not an they're ambassador. Literally, they literally give yeah, almost free advertisement because they're giving you product that they also of mass production of products. Yeah, because it's it's part of their overhead. If you think you're special because like, oh, they chose me. No, they chose you probably because you have a large following. One, two. Uh, what do you call it? This is built into their overhead. If you think that yes. they made this specifically for you, no, they made this product. They were just trying to find out who had the large enough audience and who wasn't controversial enough so they can give it to. That's all. That's it. You're not some fucking ambassador from the planet fucking Glip Glorp who's wearing, fucking meeting with some sort of dignitaries. No, you're just a fucking paid spokesperson. Get your head out of your it's ass. Free advertisement. Yeah. That, that, that's literally what it is. They're using you for advertisement for, for their overproduction of their products. Right? That that that's all that's all it is. And I'm not like I'm not saying I'm not saying there's anything bad for the people who chosen to be an ambassador or want to be an ambassador. Yeah, I, I just can't stop to. laughing at that an ambassador. I know. No, it, it is it is a fucking it is a real thing. Right? It, you do what you want. Right? I, 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 I personally I don't it sounds bad, but I just don't care because I know what the what the real meaning behind it was. Yeah. Right. You're a shill. That, that's, that's basically it. what it means. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. That's that. That's all it is. Now, obviously, a lot of people that are part of that whole ambassador group, and obviously other magic personalities among the males and females, only two sexes. Right. I just said that <laughs> on purpose to trigger people. Cause Triggered. <sighs> because. They think that magic should be gatekeep because now they delve into huge IPs. And in a sense, I also partly do agree. In a sense, but I've become more. I've become unfortunately, I would say I would say desensitized myself from like the lore aspects. So we're now like, I play the game because of the friends I enjoy playing with, mm -hmm. right? And I play CH. I play high competitive. Yeah. Personally, me. A card is a card. If it's powerful, I don't care what IP is from. If it's powerful enough to be in CDH, I will fucking use it. Yeah, see, that's where like where we differ, you I know. I will, but if it has, but there's a big but because CDH is it's probably and I would say more of like the friends that I play with, and CDH is kind of the thing that's holding on to me on the on the game itself. Okay. And honestly. It sounds bad, but it's a. I would say it's a very thin rope right now. It's, it's been I, like that for me for about the last like two years right now. I it's wouldn't the first say time it's... I admitted that, like at all. And that and that sounds awful because I'm really trying to like keep my head above this and and, may, and maybe these IPs as well going to revitalize the game. Is it going to sell more product? Of course it is. It's fucking Marvel. It's gonna sell the product. Like you, you can't. There's no way you can't say it's not gonna sell. It is going to sell. It, you know. But I'm, I'm like back and forth behind it because I can't say that it's all bad when I'm like super excited about the Fallout. Like you make a Power Rangers one, I'll be all in on that too. 
but I just don't want it to be where Magic the Gathering is just Magic XIP. And you, I want you to still delve into your own lore. I don't, and they're not forgetting their own lore because next year we have three new sets. We have, we're going to Ravnica, but not really Ravnica. It's a story within Ravnica. But then we're getting two new planes after that. And one of them I think you'll like. Oh, uh, I remember the, the outlaws. The outlaw one. I like the outlaw one. I, I like the one that looks like. Bur, bur, uh, Burla Willows. It's like a very animal, big animal. Story. Yeah, because it reminded me of Redwall. Yeah. Two new worlds. I, oh, I'm excited for new things. Don't give me no reprints. I'm tired of the reprints because you're just making my collection almost worth nothing. Right at this point. It's, give me new cards. I don't care. Give me new cards. Give me new powerful cards. That's it. I don't care what IP they're from, honestly, at this point. Because it just seems like you're just doing so much. Honestly, I, I, don't, I don't care. It's, it's creating... It, it's Here's the thing. That, that sounds awful. That I, to me, the, it sounds awful that I'm even saying that because I, I'm really playing it from more mechanical base. I wouldn't even say I wouldn't. I wouldn't give yourself so much flack. To be honest, this is exactly the point. You know, fatigue doesn't happen because there's too much of a product or too much of something going on. It happens because the product that's being released is lackluster. So if you keep releasing product after product that is one banger after the other. You're just going to keep getting those dollar bills. People are not going to care because people are going to be like, oh, man, this product's actually really good. But as soon – and we've seen this with Marvel and we see this with Star Wars. As soon – and we see this with Doctor Who. You uh, Pretty much every damaged fran entertainment franchise, if you start releasing lackluster content, as soon as you do release that one banger, no one's going to give two shits about it. Like, for instance, I've been told that Andor, the series Andor, was a great series. It was It was fun to watch. Yeah, it was it, phenomenal, it, but... but nobody watched it. Why? Because by the time Andor came out, people were completely soured on the Disney Star the Wars brand. Was done. It was yeah. too immense. Yeah. The, the damage was done so well that the very few people who actually still stuck with it were only the unfortunate very few people who were like, yeah, Andor was actually good. And it's like... <laughs> But it's more prequel stuff, right? It's like, I already know what happened at the end. Yeah. You know, why, you know, give, it's hard to say give me a reason to want to go back. But you give me new story stuff, but I already know what happens at the end. These, these characters make it or they don't, or they killed off screen. Like, Yeah, or how, how many Jedi, I, last I checked, it was only supposed to be like a thousand Jedi that survived order 66 but it's starting to sound like there was more than a thousand jedi surviving order 66 now orders by it's kind of like adding more and more product the more jedi you filter you put into this universe when they're supposed to be practically extinct right the less significant it is when we meet another jedi oh you survived order 66 too oh you too yeah me too oh first time yeah first time <laughs> like what the fuck yeah you you make something like the significance of luke skywalker almost feel like nothing like nothing yeah like Luke Skywalker meant uh, was so was so powerful because he was pretty much one of the very very few existent the of uh, the very few existent Jedi mm -hmm. that existed in the world in the lore of Star Wars. You also diminish the significance of Darth Vader becoming Darth Vader. I guess him killing all those Jedi didn't matter. What since so many seem to have survived, mm -hmm. you know yeah. what? 
No, stop diluting it. You know, like you said, create something new. And with that being said, what I say, when it comes to you and magic, enjoy magic until you can no longer enjoy it. Don't feel bad that you no longer enjoy it because it's not your fault. Okay? Honestly, like I said, I enjoy it more. With, I just enjoy it more because I get to engage with the friend that like, I do. I enjoy right. it more. I just become like, with so many different variants of a card, and it doesn't matter even if I collect the old foils because the old foils would be outclassed because they're serialized cards now. So it's like the serialized cards are going to be worth more than the original foils. But because... they should get rid of the reserve list, JB. I heard that's a good idea. No. Uh, if they want to kill the game, sure. <laughs> no, I, I already said in a bunch of other people, but I will drop it completely if they reprint reserve list. But even that, even that shows that they don't even have to reprint <clears throat> the reserve list because more people are infatuated with just new products and yeah. magic IT infused products. Like the one I just came out, the Lost Caverns of Exxon. It's actually a good set. It looks cool. I like the whole Aztec I, thing it's got going on. It's, it's, a, it's a very cool set. Right. Um, there's Jurassic Park cards. Yeah. Cool. You know, if you like it, sure. Actually, some cards are actually very powerful. Some some cards are actually very powerful, like some of the new Jurassic Park cards. It's Jurassic World and Jurassic Park infused. So it is all the six, move seven six movies, mainly mainly the first one, and I guess very few of the new ones but um it made sense there's a world about dinosaurs with tribes oh my god i didn't even tell you so so you, you remember i don't you so you know how they, they try to change the word tribe because it's because it's uh right they wanted to get rid of witches and tribes and all sorts yeah. of shit so yeah. their new word they want to call it tipple oh fuck that shit no it's called the tribe fuck off <laughs> they want, now they change it's called kindred you can you can suck my tipple right. that's what so i'm gonna like, say there's a there is a, um, there's a, on Facebook, there's a group that I follow, there's MG articles, MTG rocks, and every time they make an article about, like, tribes, they say, mm -hmm. say oh, look at Lost Caverns of Exxon did, they did all, look at all these tip, these tipples, oh, right? Fuck me. And me among the very few people, everyone, almost a lot of people know in the comments, we just write tribe. Yeah, I, I don't blame so you. That's what people just write tribe, tribe. Yeah. I'm I'm waiting to get like banned by that article, by that sense because at that point they're not, the article used to actually tell me interesting stuff, but now I become soured because you have you have decided to join the Marxist among the the Marxist group because the the word tribe was insensitive. It is called tribe. It will always be tribe. Elves, goblins, dinosaurs, vampires, merfolks. They're all tribes. And even the Merklugs from Paul from Fallout. Can't wait to see the Merklugs. Remember, Mike, the Merklugs. Oh, don't get me started on the Merklugs. <laughs> you know, um, I don't know. I, 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 even some like secret layer. There's so many secret layers. Like I don't even care about the re like. I don't even care about the reprints and secret layers because they're just putting a new fucking master set. Like I don't. I'm sorry not to just care. I think the only one I'm interested in is like the the Lara Croft one actually, and that's actually a cool card. Yeah, she's what red, green, and blue. Uh, yeah. So she's Timur. Okay, she's Timur. Okay. Yeah. So I think that's cool. I might I might pick up that one. Yeah, I mean, um, why? I mean, if the dinosaur cards, honestly, when they do some alternate art, when it comes to art, they do it well. 
so I gotta give it to the individual artists that honestly are probably not paid enough by Wizards of the Coast of a billion dollar corporation by Hasbro. I think they're honestly probably not paid enough. Probably not. I wouldn't doubt it. Unfortunately, because when they when it comes to their art, their art's a banger. Honestly, like it, the art uh, nine times out of ten is great. I'll, maybe eight. I'll go eight. We'll say eight out of ten. Nine is probably giving too much credit. Um, I would say 8 out of 10. Like the stuff they did with Junji Jito is great. Mm. Um, I like the, I like the art on like the Thassa Oracle. I like the kind of like the neon kind of fishy thing. It's still, it's still Thassa. Like it still has that, you know, says I do like the art. I don't like some of like the, the crazy art that they do, but the art, they do the art well. But I just, when they're doing so many variants... Right, it just it doesn't matter. It's it it's become to the point now, right, where the price of a card is now subjected to um, whether the art is liked more or not. Now, the art of a card is now dictating the price, because if it's terrible art, it will not sell, despite it being the same card. Yeah, so it's it's more it's it's you know what's sad you know what you can make this a parallel to, the cover collection of comic books. People nowadays don't even read the com. Most people don't read the comic books if they're buying them. What they do is they wind up collecting it. So if you get like a variant of Alex Ross for this issue, you're gonna want to get that along with the issue, or maybe just get the Alex Ross one because the Alex Ross one is probably gonna be worth more, or you perceive it to be worth more, or just you just like it more because it's Alex fucking Ross. We're talking. So it kind I of almost sounds like the collectibles. I mean, yeah, people like <clears throat> collecting things. I mean, like TCG, it's, it's in the name. Yes, yeah, it's, it's CCG. It's in the same as the CCG. It's collectible. Yeah. Tri- it's a collectible card game. People remember that it's collectible, but mm-hmm. it's become even past that because there's too many different fucking variants and art. It well, that killed. Look at the death of Superman. That was a book that written. I think it was Dan Jurgens, one of the best Superman writers out there. Fantastic book, but it's not worth much because of the fact that they printed that thing into oblivion with God knows how many variants. Yeah. There's no problem when you do, like, um, when the Ripperverse comics, right? We, mind you, we, I just have to read the second, I just have to read the second comic, but, um, we'll be doing, that episode will be coming soon, sometime next year. Let me know, let me know when you finish, when you get a chance to reading it. Because yeah. I, I, I'm, I have I'm, to pick it up, but, yeah, it's, we will at some point, but, like, Again, um, I don't know why I'm saying his name. Oh my god. Eric July? Yeah, Eric July. When he did his comics, he did only three covers. Mm hmm. Perfect. Fine. And you could only. Covers sold more than the others? Sure. But he didn't, like, give you. He didn't give you the whole alphabet of fucking covers. And you could only get those covers if you back the campaign, too. So, like, you can still buy volume one of Ripperverse, but it's only going to be cover A. Covers B, C, or D you'll only be able to get during the campaign and that's yeah, it they're gone. so it increases it automatically sets a value for them mm-hmm. yeah the the, the, val- the value is there like there's nothing wrong with having when having a couple of variants but it it's just become so much that i don't even care about like the price of the cards anymore like <coughs> if the i only now i'm only i'm only interested in my cards now if there's a new card I don't even care about getting the ultra special edition art. I'll get the cheapest one of it because at some point it's just going to get reprinted. Yeah. 
Unless it's reserve list card, then I'm then I don't care about modern cards. Sadly. I think the most egregious version of that was the whole Crimson Vow midnight release nonsense. What it was called? The the movie one. Remember the monster where all the cards were in black and white. Oh, so that was um, so that that's another example of a set because it was just all reprinted cards, mm -hmm. and because that set did not sell well for the very few <clears throat> people who did collect those um those specific variants are more that specific art and variant the black and white is worth more because it, it didn't sell well it's literally the same card though but like the same art too but just black because and white that that specific that specific uh version art did not sell and because of a few people who bought it because there's not much in the market right those versions will be worth more that's insane i mean look look at uh Look at Ristic Study. Ristic Study is from Prophecy. It's a very old set. Look at the foil version of Ristic Study from Prophecy. It's it, it, it's worth a lot. A foil version, probably like I think around now around the three four hundreds, and it's worth more one because it's an original card. It's also different card stock, better quality card stock. But you know, but you know what card's worth more than that? The anime confetti foil. Oh my God, there's been too many foils, but. The animated borderless confetti for a Rissic study is worth more. From Wilds of Eldraine? Yes. Oh, God. And I can't blame them because, honestly, the anime... When Wizards do the anime art, the anime art is actually good. <clears throat> Most of them is good. It actually looks... I like, I like it, but that's an example of, like, where the art will supersede... Where the certain art foil, like it's not just a regular foil, it's a confetti foil now. Right. Another new type of foil. <clears throat> Fucking done. Jesus Christ. Cold pressed foil. Cold Mega pressed. Foil. Cold pressed tacos from your girlfriend's mother's boyfriend's basement foil. Yeah. Right, and it's just like I don't unfortunately care about getting no Ristic study, even a foil one from Prophecy anymore, because it's just like. Uh, the the unfortunately the new one is worth more. And what happens if they make a what happens if they make a a serialized version? That will forever be the most expensive one ever. You know why? Because there's only like X there's amount. only X amount of them. Yeah. Just like the Cavern of Souls got reprinted in Lost Cats of Ixalan, but the Cavern of Souls from the Lord of the Rings set, the Lord of the Rings Special Edition collectible set just came out a week before Lost Cavern of Ixalan. Mm -hmm. There's one out of 100 uh, Cavern of Souls and, and amongst other cards that are in the Lord of the Rings art style, right? That Those Cavern of Souls, if you manage to pull one or either 100, will always be the most expensive Cavern of Souls now, forever. Why? Because only 100 of them. They're worth like thousands now in the secondary market. Or you could just spend 25 bucks and get a regular Cavern of Souls. For your tribal decks. That's my spew on MTG market rant. <laughs> well, what I would say before we call it a night, because we're, we're, it's getting to the I wee hours. I have one, uh, one more thing. It's actually okay. not as bad. Go ahead. Um, as I thought it was. At least you'll let me know. I don't know who this per author is, but. So, if they did green light, it is was confirmed a rumor, but now it is official. We are getting a live adaption. Of the manga Naruto. Oh, that's live right. adaption of it. I gotta wait to hear who this author is, this writer. So it's actually not it was. It's actually not as bad. I don't know who it was, but these are the. So the author is 
Natasha Huo. Uh, Huo. H-U-O. I butchered that name. Sorry. They, they can't. They don't know how to say your last name. But Tasha is known for also writing uh, Red Sonia. The Mighty Nine. Nine. And E-I-N-T resells. Um, Mighty Nine is uh, Critical Role. Critical Role. Yep. Um, wrote the Witcher Blood Origins TV oh. TV miniseries. Oh, and oh. Uh, I'm assuming it's the woman. Hopefully, uh, she also wrote Tomb Raider: The Legend of Lara Croft, the TV series. Oh, oh, um, yeah, no, that that the sad part is like part of it's okay and part of it's not. Like the whole fact that she, the whole all you have to kill me for it is the Witcher Blood Origin thing. That that no, yeah. That that was that talk about. Oh God, no! That show was garbage. So that those are the works she's had on it. And here's my thing. I can't see anything bad yet because I don't know much about. I didn't see any of those shows that she's written. I have not. Well, Red Sonja is not out yet, so. Yeah, so a lot of these things are still new. I, I can't see anything bad because I don't know. I'm not saying I don't know about Laura Croft, but I don't know about these specific four shows, right? But you're giving a large, large, very successful, very famous, very popular, still popular anime to a just recent writer. Does that make sense? Right? Still just recent. Mm-hmm. No, not a not one with a very track. good track record. Need yeah, I remind you? Gave the the screen. <clears throat> I just hope that um, I just hope that Kishimoto, honestly, when and this is again an example for all other IPs that the author honestly should have the last say in what happens. Honestly, I just hope that he also has he's in charge of this. Right? And also has say in what happens. Because me as a large... I love Naruto franchise. I love mm-hmm. Naruto franchise. I'm stuck... I stuck with the Boruto. It is it's so much better now. It is so good. I've stuck with this since like the old... In the beginning. Even though I started with the anime. I also... Right after that, I watched like the first season of anime. I started reading the manga as a kid. Immediately. Okay. Right from the original. Right as a kid. I stuck with it and so in just among a lot of other people who have watched uh, Naruto, right? I'm not excited. I after I found out that who was screenwriting this, I just from your works, I I would have not given it to you honestly, personally. I would I would it, have given it to somebody else who has a better track record. I'm sorry. This it's is clearly IP. It's clearly a diversity hire. That that's that's my that's my stance on it. There's no way that you give the person who wrote Witcher Blood Origin possibly one of the worst things on Netflix, literally one of the worst things on Netflix, and then give her the Naruto, the rights, or not the rights, but at least make her the head writer of the Naruto show. That that's just I. And if I were a fan, I'd be nerd. I'd be worried. I I am. I'm. I'm not even. I'm not even excited, and it sucks because. I just hope that they're not trying to compare this to surprisingly the success of One Piece 
you know why One Piece had success being a Netflix show? Because the actual author was actually involved. Yeah, Oda? Yeah. Yeah. He was involved in the actually the show. If, if you're going to take an IP, you're going to make a live-action adaption, whether it was an animated or a live-action, the author should always be involved. I don't care if they're not a big-name author that doesn't, like, he's not, like, um... It doesn't matter if Kishimoto is not a big name, like, um... What is a big name in Hollywood? Like, author, writer, producer? Stephen King? Oh, Let's no. just say Stephen King, for example, right? Yeah. Despite all his... Despite good or bad, whatever about him, right? He's Stephen King still has. I mean, he's got name. he's got TDS like oh, to the extreme. Yeah. Like, oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> Stephen King is a big name regardless. But it's like, obviously, does Kishimoto compare to him? I guess it's two very different franchises. But it's like, but to get to my point, right? You need to put Kishimoto behind this, and he has to be the last say before anything. He has to be like, okay, I approve. I approve honestly. Because then the fallback is going to go to him. Right? Because what's going to happen is, right now that I know who the screenwriter is, it's going to be on her. And I am not going to be excited, because you want to know why? This this is a this is a large IP. This is an old IP. Witcher Blood over Origin. 20, That's all I'm saying. That's it. Yeah. This is over 20 years old. Right? And you took this long to finally make a Naruto live action? Look what happened with the fucking Halo one. That went to fucking shit. That was garbage. Yeah. And we've been asking for how long we, how many years have we been asking for a Halo TV show? For since like since one. Years. I remember back in the day they were talking about how Guillermo del Toro was going to do it or that it was going to be starring uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger as Master yeah. Chief in the suit and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, this was like back in the original Xbox. Yeah, I, I do remember now like all that talk was happening. Peter Jackson. They, they, yeah. they thought Weta was going to do it. Uh, dude, there were so many rumors about it was insane. Like, with every iteration of Halo, one, two, three, a new actor, a new dir- set of directors, or a mixed podgepodge of either one was always being themed. Like, oh, I heard it's in talks with Peter Jackson and so forth. I'm like, like I wish. <laughs> the guy who did Lord of the Rings and with Weta behind it, live action with uh, practical effects, I'm sold. And here's a problem I have when you, when you're trying to make a live action shows of existing IPs that have so much source material, right? That's why I told you I was I was not excited uh, in the beginning when I heard about One Piece, right? And actually, surprisingly, it did good, right? I I'm just not excited now about Naruto. Am I gonna see it? Sadly. Because it's Naruto, I will see it. And that's because I definitely do want to do an episode upon it. Because I'm going to rant on it so, so much. Well, clearly they're probably, if they're smart, they'll pull a page out of the One Piece live actions notebook. And and strictly do maybe the Zabuza arc, maybe? They're, like well, the Hidden Village of the Mist arc type of thing? Yeah, that that's probably what it's gonna be. There, there's no way you can do a whole movie. And no, no way. There, there's no way. There's no way you can do a whole One Piece movie. There's no way you can do a whole Bleach movie. There's, there's too much. And they, they're gonna have to, unlike One Piece, where they could get away with like, oh, you know, it's understand we can get someone who's like this ethnicity or that ethnicity, based off the names and the setting, they're gonna have to hire a fully Asian cast. 
Yeah. If you want to be culturally sensitive, right? If you want to be culturally accurate, yeah, the whole entire cast will have to be uh, either Asian culture or Japanese. Zac Efron is Naruto. (laughs) This This is just, like... This is nowhere, obviously. Hopefully, it's not going to be as bad as like Dragon Ball Evolution was. But I don't the, think I don't think anything could be that bad. I, I I'm just as a huge as a huge Naruto otaku fan, whatever. I you know I I'm just not excited. I'm honestly not after I know who wrote it, unless it's confirmed that Kishimoto is going to be the main like unless his final say is like. Yes, yes, nope, do it again. Right? I, I don't... And this, and this is an example for every IP, by the way. Right? It's just like, say, Mike, we want to do a, a movie from Lost Chapters by Dilla. Unless it's your final say, and I know you wouldn't obviously tell it to no one. No. Right? But I'm just saying, but unless it's your final say, it's, a, it's a not happening. And that's how it should be for every IP. Honestly, going forward. For any... Live action, but so like Naruto, you don't need normies. It's so huge. <clears throat> no, you, you don't. don't need, you don't. With, there are with, normies who do YouTube reactions on there. With there, them, there are women, like women who are just into anime, who who dress up as anime characters. And they look great, actually. They're very good looking. Obviously, the Weebawoos, the Weebawoos. Yeah, yeah, they, gotcha. They'll do a Naruto reaction, and it's crazy. They'll get like. 10 plus K on their YouTube channel. Of course, because it's the old adage of yeah, sex sells, yeah. of course. Yeah. And who's, who is... Who is like, my girlfriend, first time watching Naruto. Um, that video would get hundreds of, like, I can't say hundreds. It would get thousands of views. She's like, like so who is this Naruto uh, Uzumuki or something? What? <laughs> and yeah. what's with these tails? Like, what? <laughs> yeah, like, you, you don't need... You don't need normies for this. I'm not saying no. this has to be gatekeeped. It, it, it's such a large popular franchise. No, treat treat it. Uh, you need. Uh, I said this before. The way you do it via this is a this is like one of the easiest and simplest ways of gatekeeping, right? Without actually projecting any hate or onto any, hate onto anyone, right? Or making someone feel left out or whatever, right? Just make it for the foundation. Make it for the fans. And if a normie gets latched onto it. Then the fans will be like this. Oh, if you like this, it's based off of these chapters in the original Naruto run. You know, like if it's the Hidden Village of the Mist. I think that's that's what it's called, right? Yeah. Yeah. Then you're going to be like, okay, you're going to want to read chapters, uh, volumes, you know, one through X, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> like, and here's the thing. Ed, and this, and you'll explain, this, this was, the idea of a live action was brought up like in 2015. And now we finally just got an update eight years later. Eight years later. We're talking like eight years ago when the Naruto manga ended, by the way. Was that Shippuden, right? Shippuden, yeah. With the Great Ninja War? What, fifth or sixth? The fourth Great Ninja War. Fourth? Okay. Right, and that's when Boruto started. I tell people, like, it's so much better now, but I tell people, you gotta read the manga first, then watch the anime. Gotta read the manga first. Just like for any other anime out mm-hmm. there. Gotta read the manga first and then watch a cool anime after that. That's what I've got. Do both at the same time. Yeah. I don't care. But just don't read, just don't watch the anime because it is not enough. It is really not enough. And if you tell me, oh, I watched Naruto, I, I hear in this episode, 
in this episode, yeah, this is what happened when Sasuke did this. And they're like, no, nah, that's actually wrong because in the manga, either an either anime didn't put it entirely. Like, there's so much more lore that's in depth, especially with like the side novels. There are more people who don't know that, especially like you can call I'll call them the normies of the Naruto franchise. They don't even know that there's a side novel of Nar of Naruto uh, in the Boruto in the Boruto era, right? Where Naruto the four the the seventh Hokage, right? He's he's on a mission with Orochimaru, doing mission together. Orochimaru is a main villain from the original Naruto series. Mm-hmm. He's like William Afton. He just keeps coming back. Yeah. No, because he, he does reincarnation. He, yeah. He, no, I know. He just keeps... It, that's it, coming, it back. coming back. coming <laughs> back. actually helped out Naruto. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. But again, the norm, a lot of the, the normies won't know that because they also don't read the side novels that, that Mangaka actually write. Like, they don't. They don't even know that a Naruto actually, Naruto, Sasuke, and Kakashi, and Sakura, and the Orochimaru were all on the mission to save Naruto from a sickness that he was dying, and they had to use their <clears throat> chakra to infuse on a motorcycle, a, a chakra bike, <laughs> yes, in order to save Naruto from a dying disease that only people who are tailed beasts can get. Yes, Naruto. And they had to use their chakra, or to combine their chakra to infuse this chakra by just enough for it to get to move because they still couldn't match how much chakra Naruto has. Just enough. And Sasuke almost died. And this is, and this, was... this is in the side novel that is canon. This is an anime, this is not even anime adaptation that hasn't even come out yet. This was before Kuruma went bye bye, right? Yes, this is before. Yes, okay. this is, this is okay. still in the Boruto era. Okay. A lot of people don't know that because they don't read side novels. See, I, I keep track with it because I know you're interested, so I keep yeah. track with it so we can have something to talk about. I know what you're talking about. Uh, but yeah, I agree 100% when it comes to, you know, it's like reading the book first. Read the book first so you understand the source material, and then you can actually approach the adaptation because that's what it's supposed to be. And I hate this argument. Oh, judge the film on its own merits. You can't judge it on its own merits because it's not an original property. If it was an original property, then you can judge it on its own merits. But no, it is a keyword adaptation so meaning it was taken from a source material and brought onto another medium so book to film comic to film uh comic to video game film to video game you name it you you have to judge it on its original source material yes and it doesn't it. does it respect you can't it sep you can't separate them um you can't separate even if it's like a prequel 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 Right, I, I, I don't know. That I, I guess that seems like that might be... I don't know if I can't say it's different because if it's a whole new story. It's like Fallout, right? It's We don't know much about it, but it's in no. the year 2077. So. Yeah, so if it's in the year 2077, from what we know, there are some discrepancies because at that point, the world should be like, at least in the United States, where most of the Fallout games take... Actually, all the Fallout games take place, it should be an irradiated mess because of all the bombs that were dropped. But from the pictures we got, we didn't get that yet. But no. again, this is just new, so time will tell. Yep. We shall yep. certainly see. 
So remember, people. Gatekeeping is important, people. We're not. Yes. We're not a negative connotation. We're not saying that you can't enjoy the IP, these IPs, but don't come into. I'm just gonna say our world, which are political, modern politics, and activism BS. That's how I'm gonna say negative, and try to change things to fit your own thing because you don't see yourself as that character. Sorry, it doesn't. You know. That's why cost people cosplay all the time, and, th and then they don't look like their character. But it's just for fun. It's for people to enjoy because they I like that character. People, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You, you you don't need to be, you don't need to be a white a white guy to cosplay as Goku. You exactly. Have, or Peter Parker. Females. There's yeah. Or, there are females who cosplay as Goku. I don't fucking. Yeah. Care. What's her name? Have that, fun I, with this. That that bodybuilder. She did. She was like a that female bodybuilder. Um. I forgot her name, but she did something where she it was like a social media thing where she was wearing weights. Because remember, remember back in the day, we was training to get onto Planet Namek. He was in the you know yeah. the gravity chain training. So they they had her, yes. yeah, they had her plus another male bodybuilder, if I'm not mistaken, uh, wear weights to simulate that. And she would have to do like a pull up and stuff like that, or wear it around for a certain amount of time just to you know nerd out but she was wearing the whole goku regalia like the the orange jumpsuit with the uh the gi with the blue shirt underneath with the the king kai and the the turtle uh master roshi symbol and all that jazz yeah exactly yeah it, it's <clears throat> cosplaying for fun no one i'm not gonna judge you because you're not exactly like the character if you go exactly if you almost match i'll be like hey you know yeah you're pretty good how dare but you I'm cosplay gonna... a white guy when you're black or black guy when you're white how dare yeah. you it's that's like, character oh, I, I appropriation. Don't you know that's right? No. <laughs> we need more representation because I don't see myself as that character because there's not enough insert, you know, like gay people or trans people or colored people in this. Um, no, it, we never had that issue growing up where we, no. where no one ever, uh, we especially Western Western anime mm -hmm. is actually hugely among actually a very minority group of people. We're talking like blacks. Hispanics and even whites, yeah. But uh, a majority, a lot of it is very focused on a lot of the whole minority group. Actually enjoys anime, reads and watches the anime, and people I see people cosplay all the time. Yeah, they they don't have a problem with them <laughs> saying, "Oh, I can't see myself as Goku." This is one black guy who dresses Goku. He's fucking jacked as shit. I'm like, Dude, I mean, there's awesome. this one black guy who dressed like a Sailor Moon character. I mean, you know, I don't like it, but I, you do you, boo. You know, fuck it. You better than the guy who you you look better than the guy at Comic Cons. <laughs> <laughs> at least take care of yourself, you know. I gotta give him that, Mike. At least. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like I don't. If if you wanna like if you wanna cosplay as a different sex, listen. I, I don't fucking care. Like, do you right? Like, I don't care. Like, if that's what you like to do, that's what you like to do. But don't try to portray that as that should be the norm, right? That should be you as an individual. You like that. That's your thing. And that's and people don't accept that. You have to learn that everyone's gonna accept that. No, yeah. you have that. That's the norm. That everyone's gonna accept that. And not all fandoms are for everyone. You know, yeah. like some people are not gonna like Warhammer Forty K. Some people are not gonna like Transformers. Some people are not gonna like Naruto, Bleach. You name it. Yeah. You know, like there's something see... for everyone out there. Not everything yeah. has to be accepted and loved by everyone. Sorry, it, that's. That's too much sunshine and rainbows. It, it's that, bullshit. That's, that's <laughs> it's bullshit. just bullshit. It's not real. It is not real. It is not. 
You, you want some crap like that? That's what fantasy is for. Well, even but, in fantasy, but you have, but that you have shit to be able isn't. To separate that from real life too. Even fantasy, that shit's not even there. Like you know, not everyone's gonna love everything. You know, yeah. just because the Warhammer 40k universe has so many different factions that you can choose from doesn't mean someone's gonna like any of them. You know. Yeah. They're they're not they're not for everyone. There's so much IPs and content creation out there. This this topic is even gatekeeping. It shouldn't even be a thing. But it is, unfortunately. It's, and it it's, needs to be said. Unfortunately, it's necessary because yeah. as we've seen, as like I said, I think we're closing comments as because we're almost pushing to like midnight right now. A- as we've hour. Yeah. As all <laughs> 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 oh, strange things in the air. Whoa. Anyway, um, as we've seen with beloved franchises like Marvel, Star I Wars. Two minutes to midnight. Yes. I waited until it was at 58 minutes. All right, continue. I'm fucking done. Get out. <laughs> I like the Iron Maiden song. It's a great song from Power Slave. One of the, yep. I, I would say Iron Maiden probably peaked around Seventh Son of the Seventh Son. After that, they, it's just been a slow descent. So, but as we've seen with beloved franchises, we this gatekeeping is necessary to prevent the Marxist or woke mind virus, as it's referred to colloquially, from infecting other fandoms and for those that have already been infected hot hack off like the parts that aren't that you don't want and just keep buying the ones that you do you know traditional if you're a fan of doctor who why buy only up to peter capaldi or david Tennant or matt smith you know and just stick with that you know keep buying it so that so that you send the message i'm only supporting this part of the fandom and that's the only time you're ever going to see my money ever because as, as if you keep giving me Doctor Karen, or if you get, keep giving me transgender nonsense, half Time Lord, half human bullshit for the 60th anniversary, while browbeating fucking David Tennant, one of the best doctors in Doctor Who history, right? I'm not going to give you my money for that. Nope. Yeah. Same. Yeah. That 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 there's a there's a perfect way to it. Honestly, that's. That's how it kind of been. That's why he stuck with certain IPs for a long time because he didn't. I think if you give up on an IP and essentially like you're giving in to the whole Marxist movement because you don't have to like what they're doing now. You no. Don't like what it was from before. You just don't just don't buy into it. And if you're really passionate about that IP, fight for it. Now you fight for it, you gatekeep. Yeah, exactly. You know how you fight? You keep mentioning it, and we keep doing stuff like this podcast episode. And pay attention I think we to approached it in the I want to say the at least the good way or the right way about it. Obviously nothing's ever perfect. No. Right? But I think the way we approached it was pretty good tonight, honestly, because we didn't tell people, we didn't say you can't come to this IP, we didn't say none of that. All we ever just said, right, was don't bring your bullshit. Exactly bring what it is. You don't like it, guess what? There's plenty of other things out yeah. there. Right, don't and don't come into it because it's popular and it's the only way I can get views on my channel. Fuck well, we're off. yeah, you're gonna see the bandwagoners are always gonna exist no matter what. Like, yep. funny enough, the Miami Dol- Janine, she's a my fiance, she's a huge Miami Dolphins fan, and she's trying to buy Miami my Miami Dolphins stuff for Christmas, right? Like, treat herself or give gift ideas to people. But as yeah. soon as she gives a gift idea to someone, it's already sold out because the Miami Dolphins are actually doing really well this season. So of course, the bandwagoners are hopping on, you know. Yeah, the uh I've always been a Miami Dolphins fan. Yeah, fins up. Yeah, uh, what? They're winning now. Yeah, exactly. 
Back there, oh, really? you see, all, they actually happen like a closet full of like Tom Brady and Patriot stuff. But now that yeah. he's no longer around, they need a new thing to hop onto. <laughs> yeah, I always love them while they're kicking their Tom Brady shirt under the bed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> fucking piece of shit. <laughs> what the fucking gatekeep the NFL now? <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't be too bad if they did, to be honest. <laughs> but with that being said, uh, I've been your host, Treasonous Truths, and I was joined today by the one, the only. Daddy Sins. We hope you have a good night, everyone. We hope that you enjoyed this episode. And if you have comments, concern on things we ha- that we said, let me know. And if you try to say, just remember, debate us, come at us with facts, normal conversation. You start spewing your emotional garbage. I'm telling you, I'm either going to ignore you. Or even worse, you're not going to like my response after. But other than that, (laughs) we hope you enjoyed the episode about gatekeeping. We tried to make this as in a push, not push this forward in a positive way. Push this forward in a necessary way that is needed. I'm not saying it's positive or negative because then people start viewing, people start getting emotional about that. This has to be pushed in the positive, not positive, the right way to preserve to preserve the natural IPs that we grew up with. So that's my closing statements. And as always, death by snoo snoo. <laughs> All right, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, have a good night. And until next time, stay golden. <laughs>